There we go. Recording in progress. <laughs> That's the first time it's ever done that. That's really? hilarious. Yeah, it's never done that to me before. I'm so I'm not techno savvy at all, so I'm not good with Zoom. I'm always like, hold on, I want to know. I know it's 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 uh, it's interesting. So Brittany, yes, hello, hello. I was trying. I was thinking earlier because we've been we've talked a lot for a few years now. Yeah. And so just to introduce you a little bit and how we know each other, Brittany and I work together. And um, she worked in another department, so this is literally the first time we've ever spoken face to face, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. I'm sure I've seen you in passing in, in like those big group meetings. Probably. I, yeah. And now I wish I could remember. I know. I usually like blink out at those. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. It's kind of like, let's just get this over with and move on with our lives. <laughs> just kind of like white noise it out a little bit. Yeah, exactly. But, um, and I was trying to think the other day, cause like you work in a department that works with my department and we, we won't give away too many details. And so you have to send me emails sometimes. And I, I'm sitting here thinking, how did we go from talking about money to crystals and anxiety attacks and ghosts? And uh, <laughs> like, what was the transition? I, you know what? I was thinking about that the other day too. And I was like, I don't remember, but it was amazing. Whatever happened, it was meant to be. I know. I think we must've had a, like a problematic issue. And then we just started like venting. Yeah. It, yeah. Probably one of those weird issues that we couldn't figure out. And then we started cracking jokes and then it, that, yeah. that's usually how it works. Yeah. It was amazing from there. Yeah. But at any rate, this is so cool to finally talk to you face to face. How I fun. Feel and we look close by each other too, which is even we do. easier. <sighs> so Hopefully funny. when things like die down, we can get together in person and get lunch or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, but I also know that both of us are like anxiety people. <laughs> So it's like, lots of people, yes. yeah, yeah, that's funny. I was thinking this too, because, you know, they're moving to the new location mm -hmm. at work. I'm like, some of my friends I'll never see again, probably. I know it's crazy. I, cause I finally got approved to like work from home full time. So Fantastic. I went to the new building. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. like, it, unless like for meetings and whatnot, sure. it's, I won't be seeing a lot of people like you usually it's, do. Yeah. And I was thinking too, like, I hope that they continue allowing people to do virtual meetings because that's a long haul for us to drive. That's very far. I'm not looking forward to that. That was, I, that was my main goal even before. I know. Happened. I was wanting to work from home because I'm like, I don't want to drive that long way. Even it's though it's far. Super, uh, yeah. It's, it's far, especially with traffic. Ugh. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I, it's just such a strange situation now, too, because of the transitions going on, not only with moving buildings, but like the department and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, gosh, I'll probably literally never see some of my friends ever again. Really? Like, even for meetings, they won't like have no, because they're getting rid of everybody. Are you still everybody? Well, not everybody, but a lot of people. Yeah. I can't believe they're doing that. That like blows my mind because you guys are a major part of the corporation, especially for my, like, to get I know. Done. it's going to be wild. 
I don't know how it's going to work. I mean, none of us know what's going to happen. So yeah, it's really, and we have such a tight team too. So, I mean, first of all, we haven't seen each other because of the pandemic, but then now this whole transition thing's going to happen and it's going to be pretty weird. And like the next time I do have to go in, it's going to be a completely new building. I'm going to have no idea where to go, where to park, what to do. I still have the old badge. I was going to ask you, like, do you know what we need to do with the, like the new badge? Because we're not going in. I'm like, what do we, like, I know. Do we need to go? I don't, that gives me anxiety. Yeah. I'm like, oh, crap, whenever I have to go. I asked my supervisor. I know, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. I hope they continue to let us come in virtually. But, um, and hopefully this has, whole situation has changed things to where they'll allow that. Um, Aw. I know. She, was, she wants to leave, but this is Aww, Chloe. Oh, she's so cute. She sort of looks like my dog. Yeah. Mine's around here somewhere. Yeah. Aww. Her, her sister's on the other side of the door. I got to let her out real quick. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Come on. Come and go, please. Sorry. That's okay. We're casual. <laughs> um, I asked my supervisor if they were going to mail us full-time people our badges and she said she'd find out. So I should actually remind her about that. Cause yeah, I mean, who knows when the next time we'll be in there Yeah, and they won't have a badge ready for us. So no, cause they kept, I watched that video. They did that live stream. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, I liked it. Yeah. I think the funny part was how they kept hearing like the echo. Yeah. They kept, like they just would stop and I'm like, mm, cringeworthy. I know. I know. I love that crap though. Cause it's so cheesy. I, know. I love it. Oh. I live. I live for it. And Michael used to be on my team. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's always fun to see his videos. Yeah. So yeah, work. Yeah. I, I just, I'm glad we're finally hanging out. And like, we actually set this up a long time ago too. Yeah. So it's been a long time. I'm coming. so glad. It's so good to see you in person and talk. I know. How funny. It's a nice change. <laughs> so I did listen to one of the the recordings that you sent to me as I was painting yesterday, cause I'm like, I'm never gonna have time at this point to just stop and actually do what you're telling me to do. Like lay down and chill and all that stuff. I will get there, but this week wasn't it. So I, I did listen to one of the recordings while I was um, painting yesterday. Mm -hmm. And first of all, that was nice because to be painting and like kind of listening to that meditation yeah. type stuff That's at the same perfect. time was I thought very cool. And I definitely am like, okay, I can definitely see how this would absolutely help because it's so calm. Like your voice is so calm mm -hmm. and the music was so nice and just chill. And like, um, it's like a guided meditation. Mm -hmm. I guess I had a, I don't know what I thought it would be, but it's just more like a guided meditation, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's that's what it is. It, I think it's so bad because I think movies and like stage hypnosis give it such a bad yeah. rap. Yeah. So I guess explain what you do because I we never even I never oh, even did that. So well, I, yeah. I actually I'm a trained hypnotherapist now, um, but I'm still continuing my schooling. I'm like in this this program to like get more advanced techniques. My goal mm -hmm. is to learn how to do past life regression. And I haven't learned that yet. I get to learn that in August. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah. But um, that's my, that was my main goal for all this was to learn how to do that. And, yeah. uh, but it's been, it's from all my classes and what I've learned, it's just a way to 
uh, I hate the word saying reprogram, mm. but it's just the way to help you take control of your, your thoughts, thoughts, beliefs, and help you get a better perspective in life. Um, and also it's like, like you said, it's a guided meditation where mm. you do, um, like positive visualization. So you could do yeah. more metaphorical or it could be like more literal, more direct, if that's what the client wants. If they don't really connect to the metaphorical part, yeah. it would be more direct. Yeah. And it can cover all sorts of different things, um, stress management, um, self-esteem, uh, trying to think, weight management, pain management. <laughs> Literally all of it. <laughs> check, check, check. I know, yeah, and I try to do it on myself. I do self hypnosis. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier said than done, and or you don't have time, like you said. Right. It's hard to fit that in to like quiet down the mind and like not interrupt it either. But I think yeah, it, it was perfect. You know, well, Just and plus because I mean I want to take it seriously. It's it wasn't I I I want to actually try it. You know, not just like oh yeah, like half ass or whatever. And so, I mean, I am going to do it. I really am at some point going to lay down in my bed or in the bathtub or wherever I yeah. end up getting the time and, and doing it because I really, I really do see how, because my voices are all negative mm -hmm. in my head, all of them, all the time. Even if like my brain will say something awful and then my other side of my brain goes, knock it off. Mm -hmm. It's still there. And mm -hmm. so having like a, somebody else's voice go, you're good, you're blah, blah, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, of course, hearing positive things is always a, a good thing, but. Yeah, it feels yeah. good to hear it. And then, so that helps you kind of train. I hate, I hate that word, train or reprogram. Right. It helps right. you maybe give more motivation to have better self-talk about ourselves, which yeah. is hard because you always have that like almost negative yeah. egotistical voice in the back of the head being like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. And that's where the hypnotherapist comes in and say, well, you have like a discussion before you do the session and you kind of question them and like, mm. so why would you, why aren't you that? Like, it's a lot of kind of diving deep right. into the whys and trying to find that root issue of like, right. so why do you think that? Why, why are you feeling that? What, what was the situation when that happened? And right. So it's, it's really, I think it's interesting and fascinating, just like it's about the mind. Yeah. And what you can do to overcome it and take it. Yeah. And because it's like, I don't know. I don't know where those voices come from. Like, and why, because there's, you know, some people seem like to have all this confidence. I don't know if it's a fake, a fake confidence or they really are that way, or it's like a, an inflated ego. That happens too. But it's mm -hmm. such a strange thing. Like, when I meet people who, aren't like crippled with insecurity. I'm like, how, how are you, how are you not crippled with insecurity? <laughs> what are you? Some mythical being? I don't, you know, it's, yeah, could I strange. bottle up some of that and take yeah, it? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I know. I don't, it's, it could be fake it till they make it kind of thing or. That, and there is some truth to that too. I think, you know, that sort of just pretend like you know what you're doing and then eventually you know what you're doing, I think, but. <laughs> But like you said, even if it's like a trigger, like what, you know, you were saying about how not retraining, but mm -hmm. even if it's that you recognize the pattern of your thinking and so you can go, okay, I'm doing that thing again, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's kind of what you mean. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it helps you really. Like, so if you talk, we talk about it 
And then I can be like, okay, that might be even homework I would give to a client. Like, okay, anytime you hear that, you're going to stop yourself and say like some, a positive affirmation yeah. or a positive statement instead of being like, oh no, I can't do it. No, I can do it. I can do this or I, I am deserving of that or yeah there's a lot of different things you could do um to help during the session you can kind of um say suggestions to help the client to remember that afterwards yeah kind of like that would like anchor that um feeling or sensation you had during the session that you'll remember Mm. afterwards so it kind of pops up in your head and you're like oh yeah i remember that and i felt really good it felt really empowering or felt happy yeah So when you do sessions with people, is it always, do you always do the, um, hypnotherapy, like, or do you, sometimes you just talk to people or is it always they come in for that? Usually, um, it's for that. And it's so far, I'm starting out small. So it's been like close friends and family. (laughs) I'm starting out small, but, um, but yeah, mostly it is just for that. Like just, um, like hypnosis so we'll have a discussion kind of see what's going on what they want to work on and Mm -hmm. and then kind of form the guided imagery or meditation Mm -hmm. around that and you like I said you could do it more metaphorical where yeah it kind of comes where your subconscious comes in so like hypnosis is we get you in that relaxed state Um, so it's like between sleeping and awake or Mm -hmm. very relaxed where you can quiet down that overthinking over criticizing, um, like that left side of the brain. Yeah. Your right side kind of takes over your subconscious and that's when it'll listen and you more imagery and the creative part. You can kind of do go through the guided imagery and that helps relax you and then your subconscious is listening even if you fall asleep during the session I've had a couple people fall asleep and I'm like oh cool that means it's they're still getting you're doing good yeah Yeah. I feel like if you can relax somebody to that point then and still pop you know I'm sure you know we pick up sounds still when we're asleep also Mm -hmm. so you know Mm -hmm. like have you ever fallen asleep with the tv on and had a dream related to the you know that happens to me kind of often actually yeah absolutely so I would feel like you probably still would get out of that something out of that oh yeah and then afterwards like when we're done I'll I'll tell them like okay you can wake up you can open your eyes you know you know give them a few seconds or kind of keep saying, okay, you can wake up now or open your eyes. <laughs> Pour a glass of water on them. <laughs> totally undo everything you just did. Take them out. Yeah, get out. Okay. Hurry up. That's I funny. Yeah. So that's super fascinating. Yeah. Um, so how did you, like, what made you go, this is what I want to do? Uh, you know, it's crazy. I had the last 10 years I've been doing like random like spiritual classes and mm-hmm. learning a whole, whole bunch of different tools. And, and then I actually had a past life regression of my own oh. like two, three years ago. I actually did two. I did one by myself and then one with my best friend where our lives were together. Oh wow! And that was actually really funny. Um, but, uh, cause we both had a hard time concentrating and like we were yeah. different lives completely. And then like, my friend who does it, she, she was actually like my teacher and mentor too, but she, um, she had to like get us back into the same life. But, uh, but, but doing that, like my own spiritual 
or my own past life regression was really powerful I thought and Mm -hmm. it it explained a lot of what I was going through because from what I've learned and what I feel personally is a lot of emotions or fears or things that we're dealing with in this life can be from a past life Mm. and that we're dealing with it maybe unconsciously but it's still it's still an issue so I had like these strong emotions or feelings and I didn't know where they're coming from like I felt Mm. like I was uh missing somebody and I was like like heartbroken over it and I was like I don't know what this is about like I'm perfectly fine I'm happy of everyone I love with me and so then I did that and the first life I went to was like I was a grieving widow almost Mm. and it was like it was like oh because I was it was crazy because I like started crying during the first part again yeah and my mom was there with me because she was writing down notes so she was quiet, but she got to witness it. Yeah. And I, you know, it was, it was really crazy, it, but it explained like that feeling that I was having. And it will, I wasn't necessarily a widow. My husband was in a war and he was like, uh, he hasn't returned back yet, but okay. I that, or, you know, yeah. But then I had, I fast forward a little bit and he came back and I was so happy, but like, for some reason I was still holding on. To the sad part of it. Sad part, yeah. So it was, it was crazy. So you still have those feelings? Uh, not as much, no. Interesting. Yeah. So it helped kind of deal with, explain why I was feeling that. I think I still had to work on how to release it. So there's this word, saudade. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it or not. I believe it's in Portuguese. And it's this feeling that's indescribable, indescribable, like you're talking about where you're longing for a place, a time, a situation that doesn't exist. And they actually have a word for that. And, and Hireath is also a similar word, meaning sort of the same thing, which I actually wrote a song about because um, using that word, because it's true. There's always this sort of, longing for something that you don't know Mm -hmm. like this place that doesn't exist that you've never been or you know people that you feel connected to that you're not really connected to or whatever and it's like this unexplainable thing and like I've talked about this with other people too like certain times and places or or scents even Mm -hmm. like smells can trigger this feeling of like almost like a timelessness, like you're someplace else for a second or connected to some other time. Like it happens to me a lot at night. If I'm outside walking, just looking up at the moon, I get this, this feeling like I'm out of time. Like it's just not out of time. Like I'm running out of time, but like in some other time that I don't, am not aware of or whatever. And I always find that super fascinating because it is, it's like, are you somehow connecting to like energy in the air or past life or even through your own bloodline? Like maybe somehow through your DNA, you're connecting to some ancient person that, you know, you're related to, but you are connected to more than somebody else or whatever. It's really fascinating to me. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I 100% agree with that. Like, I there's something there, and it's you almost can't can't touch it in a sense. Yeah, and, and, it, and you long for it. 
Absolutely. Where you're like, I don't know where this is coming from. Why am I wanting yeah. that? Like, what is it? I don't even know. Yeah. It's interesting too. And this is sort of connected to that, but uh, you're, you're quite a bit younger than me. So you don't probably remember the seventies. Were you even alive in the seventies? No. You weren't alive in the seventies. No. I'm like so out of touch with who, who's was, what age and whatever. I was born in the eighties. Yeah. So, okay. Well, you'll get it from the eighties then. Don't you have this weird feeling when you think about the 80s like there's a feeling that doesn't exist anymore that existed in the 80s and it's the same for me in the 70s it's like this this ethereal vibe that doesn't exist anymore and it's more than just you're not just remembering yourself but just the actual vibe of time and place isn't that such a weird thing? It is. It, I feel like every like decade, it, it's it changes dramatically, and you're like, yes. it's a completely different energy, different, yes. different vibe, and you're just, and you almost kind of long for it because it just seems yes, more it feels comfortable. Yeah, it's comfortable and and simple. I feel simpler and and more actually satisfying in some ways, just like yeah. little things, like. I, I'm not a huge fan of like all the technology nowadays. Like I'm just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one love hate thing. Yeah. It's a love hate thing. And, and I'm like, I don't need all that. I know. Like, social. I'm like so bad. I'm not a social media person. I only have Facebook yeah. and like Pinterest and like YouTube. That's about it. But yeah. my friends are always like, you need to get Instagram. I'm like, no, I'm okay. I know I do all of it. And I love aspects of it and hate other aspects of it. You know, like I think about, it's so funny. I found one of my old cell phones in my, uh, one of my drawers the other day. So I gave it to my son and he's like looking at it and it's like the old kind with the keyboard on it, yes. you know, and that was fancy when that <laughs> thing came out. Cause before you had to do the numbers and remember, you'd have to like, that was the, the other hit oh, like times. And yes. Then and then you'd screw it up and you, it's such a mess. But, but we were laughing about it because, first of all, the cell phone looks ancient now, and it's really not that old. No, it's not. But then, but Mike was like, yeah, he's telling Dirk, yeah, we didn't get on the internet with our phone until we got smartphones. And I'm like, you couldn't get on the internet with your phone until we had smartphones. Like, no. that seems so archaic now, but it was like really only a few years ago. It's so weird. It's crazy. I remember all the different phones, like, and it just had like the white screen or even like the black screen with like the green lettering, like a, like our yes. computer system. Like, yes, yes. Like AS400. Yes. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, every time yeah. I'm like, oh God, I'm so glad you don't have to do the number thing anymore. And you get to put like smiley faces like well and like the predicative text or whatever you put in one letter and it fills in the rest of the sentence for you oh, like all right well yes. I haven't quite graduated to that level of laziness I'll still type out the word but because I'm old no, I still <laughs> I, look at the spelling autocorrect it all up and I'm like I'm just not even gonna go, go I know that way I know I know some spell check makes me look so stupid sometimes. I'm like, I swear I know grammar. Yeah, I, sometimes I'll do that. I'm like, I did not mean to say that. It's <laughs> maybe even inappropriate. I'm like, that yeah. wasn't me. That was autocorrect. I love those memes that come out every once in a while with um, texts that were texted wrong. And some of them are like really filthy. Hilarious. <laughs> I know. That's the best. So that's one good thing about the internet and on social media, you get to see all the funny stuff. That's yeah. all I want it for. Yeah. There, I mean, memes is pretty much the only reason to be on the internet. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> memes and like looking up, you know, your health stuff and convincing yourself you're dying of cancer. <sighs> Wikipedia. Over everything. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? What is the one with all the medical stuff on it? Um, I can't think of it. Is it not what is it? Everything. Oh God. What is oh, it? WebMD. Yes, WebMD. Everything's cancer. Web no matter what it is, it's cancer. You're gonna die, or you're gonna have excruciating pain. I'm like, yeah. great. I'm yeah, up all exactly. for the rest of the night, freaking yeah. out. Yeah. Now you have anxiety. Exactly. <laughs> On top, and actually, ninety for me, ninety percent of all my symptoms oh, typically are related to anxiety. Froze. Oh. You are froze. All right, it'll it'll pop back on in a second. Do do do. Let's just dance here while we're waiting. Oh no, you're froze. <laughs> this is hilarious. All right, let's see if she's gonna pop back in. All right, you're froze. See, where are you in here? <laughs> do, do, do. Oh, I'll probably get copyright struck for that. Hopefully she sees my text message. Oh, okay, she must have went out. She's gonna come back in. Hello. Here's to good friends. Tonight is kind of special. Hey, see my selenite back there? Pretty cool. See how it's glowing? That glowing thing? That's selenite. That's also selenite. Hopefully she'll come back in. Otherwise, I'll end this. It's here. See if I can get this. Look at this. Cool, right? All right, well, I'll give her a couple more minutes or seconds or something. Let's see, see if she's going to email me. Oh, I can't whistle either. I'm going to get copyright struck. She come in? No. All right, I don't have an email from her. Buzzkill. How you guys doing? Do, do, do. Oh, there she is. Yay. I'm sorry. I don't know what's <laughs> okay. No, it happens. I just sat here and entertained the troops while you were. Okay. I was I was hoping that you would go out and try to come back in and yeah. then it would work. I was like, dang, every time I try to connect, I'm like, I'm just gonna log out of the damn thing and log yeah. back in and that worked. It happens sometimes. We've How's had to end a couple that way. Oh really? Yeah, it happens. How's your family doing? We're all good. Yeah. Trucking along. Yeah. Um everything's we're just waiting for the little ones to be able to get vaccinated and then we'll have total peace of mind, you know? 
absolutely and then he'll go back to are you gonna have him go back to school then? yeah he's gonna go back to school anyway next oh, fall that's but uh yeah i would really like for him to be, to be vaccinated first just so that we don't have to even worry about it you know yeah well yeah everyone's healthy and safe it's yeah. always the best yes because we've been this whole time you know stayed pretty isolated and did everything we possibly could to stay healthy so i would hate for that you know yeah to send him back to school and then have him get sick but yeah. no you definitely not that. it's crazy world nowadays yeah how are you guys oh good thankfully knock on wood everyone's good and yeah. healthy and yeah that's the same thing we've just you know we keep to ourselves and i mean we, we did that before yeah <laughs> exactly it's funny those memes where it's like oh an introvert it's not much changed so yeah really not more much has it. changed yeah no yeah i'm like that's that's totally fine it might have maybe worse than my uh anxiety in large crowds but yeah i know that's the only like because i've worked from home like i've been working this will be i'm going coming on 10 years working from home oh, wow. so i used to get anxious when i did have to go into the office because i'm not used to being out of my element anymore yeah and so this is only gonna make that even worse i think <laughs> i you know what that happened with me i had to go somewhere it was like a really large crowd and i was with my nephew and i was like we need to get out of here like i was like i we need I to move out of this area because i was getting overwhelmed i was like nope yeah, <laughs> i'm like I hate that <laughs> and like i don't know why this happens so my son does karate and like at the end of each um session like it'll go however however many weeks and at, at the end of the, the, the sessions, they do the belt ceremony mm -hmm. and they always have like a little demonstration or whatever. And like all the kids are there and all the parents are there. And so back a few years ago, when I started having all these hormonal, um, hormonal related anxiety attacks. So there's really nothing I can do about it. Your hormones go in like this and then your body reacts to it. When you don't know that's what's going on, Feel you, crazy think, you think I'm dying or something, you know, you, you, you basically think, oh my God, am I having a stroke or like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. So anyway, we went to one of these karate things one time and that happened. Okay. And so now I have a mental trigger mm -hmm. worrying that it's going to happen the next time it happens. So we haven't had to do any of those this whole time because they've been doing karate outside. Oh, that's nice. And so it hasn't been like in a gymnasium and stuff. And so I didn't get that anxiety because we're just standing outside in a park yeah. at night because the lessons are at night and everything. And so now like they're getting ready to move them back indoors and I'm already going, I hope I don't have that thing. It's like, meanwhile, it's like six weeks away or something. But, but so, your brain is so programmed to like be worried about that stuff, you know? And then of course you cause it to happen. Oh yeah. That, that anxiety and overthinking of it makes it worse. Mm -hmm. You're like, calm down. No, I'm fine. Yeah. It sucks. Oh, Our yeah. brains are so annoying. Mm -hmm. They really are. It, that overthinking criti critical, like judgment, yeah. like it just goes yeah. over and over and then makes it worse. My doctor even told me that with IBS, like people who have IBS, if they've gone someplace before and gotten sick there, the next time they go, they usually get sick again because their brain is 
it, it, your brain is triggered to release whatever chemical causes your body to do its oh thing. And yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like very common. Like if you went to a certain store, had a stomach issue, next time you go there, your brain is probably going to do the exact same thing. Like oh that God. is fucked. That is, it's like, why do we have to, why does that have to happen? Why? I know, it's so weird. Like our, it's so annoying. Just try, it adds more stress. Cause if once you find that out, you're like, well, crap. No, something's gonna Literally. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's like, I, people who've never really had anxiety, they just think you're stressed out. And it's like, no, stressed out is not the same thing as an anxiety attack. Mm -hmm stressed out you can calm yourself down you yeah. can anxiety attack your body is having a physical thing going on and you can't control your physical thing like you can't i can't make chemicals in my body stop doing what they do yeah you know what i mean i can go lay down and rest mm -hmm. and calm down i can't make chemicals stop yeah doing things in my system and so you know that i mean you go through it too. So it's like, it's a frustrating thing because logically you can say, okay, I'm having an anxiety attack, but that doesn't make it go away. You still have to deal with the physical effects of it. You know, yeah. it helps in a way because you're like, okay, I'm not actually dying. I just feel like I'm dying. Yeah. Or overwhelmed. Still, yeah. I always, yeah. I just feel overwhelmed of like, like emotions and stuff. Like I feel like I just feel everyone else's energy and it like, I can't breathe. Yeah. For a second. I'm like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, yeah. You, I can't, you, you can't explain it almost either. Like it just, it comes up and you're like, Oh God, this isn't good. Yeah. Cause you feel it come like you feel when it starts to come for me, it's always either my tongue feels funny mm -hmm. or I get this prickly hot prickly feeling on the back of my scalp. And I'm like, oh, here it comes. Like that's, those are the, always the triggers for it. My yeah. tongue feels weird. And then I get that prickly thing on the back of my scalp. But, and then of course it like rushes through your whole body. Mm -hmm. the, the awesome thing about being a girl is that your hormones are up and down constantly when you get to my age. So when, and I've seen charts, my, um, my gynecologist actually showed me a chart. They did a study with like a whole bunch of women and every single day they drew their blood and measured their hormone levels. Mm -hmm. Women from their teens to like 20s, teens and 20s, their lines were like this. And then during their period, it would go like that. And then it would come back down and it would be even again. Mm -hmm. Women through menopause, of course, straight line all the way across. Women in my age bracket are literally like this gosh and so how do you balance that yeah because you're having high <laughs> you lows, you're feeling crazy you're like what the yeah and even if you try to take stuff for it but if your hormones are going like this and the pills just like this how is it you know like they tried putting me on birth control pills for it theoretically it's supposed to work but my body doesn't like those hormones either. No, so then it, it caused a whole other thing, you know? So it's just a mess. Yeah. And so I just don't take anything for it. Like I take fish oil and like mm -hmm. stuff that's like stuff you would get out of food, you know? That's good. Like, yeah, it's, I think it's more um, natural. Your body will be more accepting yeah. on it. And like but other people find, you know, 
progesterone cream supposed to help people? Like one of my friends is like, oh, you got to take progesterone cream. And it's like the natural one. So it's like made out of yams or something. I don't know. <laughs> so I tried that Well, my blood pressure went up. And usually that makes people's blood pressure go down. Really? My body is so dumb, dude. It doesn't like anything. It's like, <laughs> nope, not going to listen. Nope, not going to help you. Nope, you're going to have to just want. suffer. Yeah, it's so yeah. weird. I so like I had to go off that. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's, it's And then it adds more stress and more anxiety because then you're trying to even it out. And then you're like, oh, and there's God. no rhyme or reason to it. So. It's such a mess, dude. I, and, and I feel like women aren't told any of this. Mm -hmm. And so when it starts happening to you, you have no idea what the hell is going on. You think you're like, something is seriously wrong. Yeah. Like you're, you're either dying. You've got some undiagnosed disease they haven't caught yet. <laughs> or oh like, <laughs> I'm empty. Or, Let's look it up. <laughs> well, you've got cancer for sure. That's but, <laughs> Or, or it's like, you know, you're literally losing your mind. Like you have anxiety problems that just are off the charts, but it's really just that your hormones are crazy. Yeah. Like right now I'm roasting hot. I am cooking hot right now. Oh God. Get the air, AC on. I know. Well, I have a fan like right beside my desk because, and I just turn it on because it's like, I'm hot. All like the boys are always freezing in the house. And Mike's like, I don't dare turn the air conditioner down. I'm like, damn straight. You don't dare turn it or oh. up, I guess. Cause I'm hot all the time. Just hot, 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 hot. And this time of the year, girl, you know, yes, it makes it even worse. You're like, I just want to take, take a shower. cold shower. You can't even yeah. take a cold shower. The yeah, water it, doesn't get cold. Yeah. And you're just like, you're just hot. I just want the air on you. Yeah. I feel a lot like that lately myself where I'm like, am I, yeah. am, I, am I the only one hot? Like, I feel like I'm, I'm sweating or yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And then, and then, so I, I'm sure you do this too, because it, people that don't live here don't get, everyone's like, it's dry heat. It's a dry heat. Okay. First of all, F you of with the dry heat, 110 yeah, it's is not 110. really dry. It's still hot. And plus like monsoon season, the humidity level goes up anyway. So when you're in your house, if the air is actually running, you're cold. And then when the air goes off, you're hot. Mm -hmm. So you can't win. So like all night long, you're like off with the blanket, on with the blanket, off with the blanket, <laughs> the blanket. It's like there's a sweet period in the morning, like where it's like, yeah. you're like, oh yeah. And then later on, you're like, I'm so freaking hot. Oh, yes. It sucks. Yeah. And then, but hey, it's a dry heat. Oh, it's a dry heat. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Especially if you okay. get in the nice air condition and then you go outside, you're like, oof, oven air. I think I just melted off my eye. I know. <laughs> So I know, I know. Like you can't even like you take your recycler across the street or whatever, and you need a shower by the time you come back in the house. Absolutely, <laughs> and it's funny because I haven't really been outside a lot this week, other than like yeah. take my dogs for a walk or yeah. like, water plants, and yeah. And I had to put new tags on my my license plate, so I'm outside for maybe like not even ten minutes. Oh. I come and I'm like so hot why is it hot I know like it's confusing every time <laughs> why is it so hot it's June I know I and it's crazy because I feel like every year it's getting like it's been cooler a little bit longer and then that makes me worried I'm like oh no that means it's gonna be really I know hot like last year like burn half the plant 
I know, I know. Well, last year it was over 100 degrees clear till Thanksgiving, if you remember correctly. Yeah. It didn't cool off for a long time last year. And then it's like, okay, we'll get like four weeks of cold Mm -hmm. weather. And then it's back to, you know, like on and off too like it'll be really cold one week and then it yeah. goes to like 80s and I'm like what yeah. the hell is this yeah 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 and I like to be cold I so do like when you know I like to walk and stuff like of course that's done for it this year no way am I walking outside now but oh. even in the winter there was very few days where I didn't and I walk at night or super early in the morning but there were very few days where I was comfortable in a sweatshirt you know, yeah. like, or a long sleeve shirt. Like most of the time I had a tank top on or a t-shirt and it's like February and I'm out there walking in a tank top yeah. cooking hot. Oh yeah. It's, I, it was just weird. I feel like every other day was different. Like I, some days, yeah. like, Ooh, this is actually really chilly. And in the office here. And it's so working, lovely. Oh God. I love it. I will yeah. lay, I will layer on blankets, yeah. have the AC on and a fan while it's yeah. in winter time. Cause yes. I'm like, that's what I want. I just want to be nice and cold, layered up. And like, yes. this, I don't like this room gets super cold, especially in the winter. And I that's love nice. it. I'm like, I, I have, that. I'll wear little mittens if I need to. Well, heck yeah, heck yeah. Other than you that, know, yeah. who even like? I think I wear socks two months out of the year here. Besides yeah. that, I'm always barefoot. I don't wear shoes. It's always flip flops. Like you know, same here. I think I've had the same pair of flip-flops for like five years. And yes. I, was like, I think I need to get rid of it because like a tack went through it and I thought it was <laughs> from a rock and I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Still wear them anyway. They soldier on. <laughs> you just keep on and that's all I wear, sandals and maybe yes. tennis shoes. And like once in a great when I walk, I put tennis shoes on. But besides yeah. that, it's it's I have slides. They're not even flip-flops, they're like thick cheap ass slot you know that's the best though yeah who cares i know who am i impressing in this house nobody i don't leave so same here i'm always in a comfy shirt and sweatpants most of the time i put a little makeup on for today and that's yeah first time friday friday is like the only day i put makeup on and and before the before i started doing these i never put it on so Sometimes when I would come into the office, because I'm like, oh, other human beings are going to look at me. (laughs) Seriously, that's the only time I ever got like a little bit dolled up. Like, yeah. And I only went in like two days out of the week when we were going to work. And then when the everything, the pandemic hit and we're all home, I didn't touch my makeup for the longest time. I think I threw it away and buy some new ones because I'm like, it's like getting old and crusty. I know. That's so funny. Yeah. And I'm always like, you know, when they first, when they first started having people work from home, remember how they wanted everybody to turn their cameras on, like to have meetings like this. And they quickly realized that, that, that was just stupid. Yeah. No one wanted to do it. And it was like awkward. Everyone's yeah. quiet. Everyone's like on mute and they can't figure out how to, you know, the worst. you're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. And then I think I did that like a couple times where I put makeup on. And after that, I'm like, you get, you get what you You get, get you you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Exactly. Like I train part of my job is I'm training people all day long and I'm like, thank God they don't want this on video. Oh, first of all, I have a hard time controlling fit my facial expressions. (laughs) 
So I, I fear that things would be interpreted like when I'm like making face, I make faces all the time. And I'm like, I could just see people looking at my face thinking I was thinking things I'm not thinking or whatever. But I'm glad that I don't have to be on camera. And it was funny because one day I got into the meeting a little early and they were on camera. So I was like, oh, and they hurried up and shut it off. Like, I think they were I don't know. I don't know if they thought they weren't allowed to do that or something. Oh. I don't know. But I was like, no, turn your cameras back on. I want to see what you look like. Right. Did you turn yours on or no? No. <laughs> no, no, because here's the thing, because of my setup, um, you know, we have the double monitors. Mm -hmm. And so if we open our laptops, it screws up our monitors. And then it's like a whole issue. So no, yeah. I don't do it. But I was like, turn your cameras back on. I want to see what you all look like. <laughs> And they wouldn't, of course. They were probably told they're not supposed to do it or something. I don't know. Aww. But anyways, they all, um, the their league got pictures of all of them and sent me their pictures. They're all so beautiful. They're like really young and like handsome and gorgeous. And like, like thank God I don't have to be on camera with these people every day because they're so beautiful. And I'm over here like, Bleh. shut up, you're beautiful. Well, whatever. Yes, you see, are. that's that brain thing that, we no, were talking about. Change it. You are beautiful. <laughs> oh, <whatever>. but, <laughs> you're like, shut up. <laughs> but how is that training going? <laughs> it's going really great. I mean, it's really hard. You know, yeah. our work is super complicated. I don't know how you guys do it. I'm always hard when I like have to research stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm going to the source. Yeah. Just ask. Yeah. Cause even just like, I mean, we have a really good manual that walks through step by step, mm -hmm. but it's still confusing and trying to figure out where you need to even find stuff in the manuals hard. And then there's a slight language barrier, not a huge language barrier because they speak very good English, but the way they structure sentences can be slightly different than the way we structure sentences. And so sometimes like now I know, I know how they talk. Like I know the way they speak. Yeah. So I, I don't have a problem with it anymore. But in the beginning, I had a little bit of a hard time interpreting sometimes what they were asking me. Yeah. And then, um, of course I use a ton of slang. So I, sometimes I'll catch myself and I'm like, they probably have no idea what I just said. Cause it's some weird saying that we have over here that oh, probably they have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. And I'll just start laughing, you know, <laughs> like what's going on. Yeah. Like I go, I, I'll just straight up go, you probably have no idea what I just said. And then, you know, we laugh a lot. Like my, we get along really well and stuff and I'm always cracking jokes and they're really great. I love them. Like they're, they're, I love working with them. Like I, I'm already dreading when this period ends yeah. for a lot of reasons, obviously, cause I don't know if I have a job or not, but also because like, I really love them. So I'm going to be sad not to get to work with them. If I don't get to work with them anymore, I don't know what's going to happen. So that's, we'll see. That's stressful thinking about, but I think if you're training them, I would hope they would you know, keep you on like as like a lead or something. It would help. I mean, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think, I think I'm going to be okay, but I don't know what my job responsibilities are going to be. I don't know if I'm just going to go back to coding mm -hmm. or if, cause they still are going to need to coders for like exception work that they they're not doing. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know if I'm going to 
stay in essentially the same position or if they're going to move me someplace else, I have no idea. And my supervisor is not going to be with us. No. Yeah. God, I'm so sorry. I know it's awful. This has been really awful. This was this last week, not this week, but the week before when they told us some of the stuff, it was pretty, uh, crushing. Yeah. That like, I, I just have like no words. Like it just pisses me off that that's happening. I know. Cause it's one of those things where it's like, you guys talk about how much you care about your employees, but you're literally eliminating a department to save money. Mm-hmm. And you guys are already banking so much money above what we normally do. And yet you still want to make more at the cost of your employees' jobs. Yeah. Like it's hard to, it's hard to rectify that in your mind that these people supposedly care about you, but by the same token, not as much as they care about money. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little gross. It's, it's like, it's like, this is exactly what's wrong with our country. Mm-hmm. Profit over people. Yeah. And, and, and I hate it too, because I love my new team. Like I love them and mm-hmm. I, and I'm happy for them to have good jobs. You know what I mean? Like I'm happy for them. It's not their fault. They didn't do anything wrong. They need jobs just like we need jobs. I'm, mm-hmm. I love that. And I love them and I want them to succeed. And, and I hope to keep to work with them and everything like that. But by the same token, it's hard because I'm, we're, I'm essentially training my replacement Yeah. and my friends, my friend's replacement, yeah. you know? So it's, it's very strange. It's a strange feeling. Hopefully it won't come to that, you know, like elite, like hopefully, I mean, that's, but it's so hard. Like you, it is wish we could just know now. That's the problem. It's the fear of the unknown. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what it is. Like if I knew what my job responsibility was going to be, or if I even had a job, then I could like, okay, I could make sense of this and I can be fine and prepare myself mentally. But the not knowing part is hard. Yeah. And then transitions always hard though. Oh, you know, even good transition. Yeah. Cause I'm not a fan of change. So I have a hard, I hate it. Change comes. Yeah. And it's, it, I always try to think of it, I guess, in the positive, the glass is half full kind of way where it's going to, whatever happens, it's going to benefit me. Yep. Whatever. And I really do believe that. Yeah. I really do. Maybe there, I always think of a situation happens where it had to push me out of it because I wasn't going to do it. And so the universe was like. That push hurts though. It does. And it, yeah, yeah, it's hard sometimes to get over and it's painful. But yeah, it's, it's, it's hard because every, and you know, I was talking about this with my supervisor yesterday. It's like, Every time I've lost a job for whatever, what, for whatever reason, either I quit or they downsized or whatever, I always wind up in a better position someplace else. And so, and that's probably universally true. Most, mostly for the most part, yeah. usually people lose, a, lose a situation and gain a better situation, mm-hmm. but it's still like that transition period and not knowing that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. And then adjusting to whatever the new thing is like, yeah. and that can be a long period of time, you know? And it's scary. And you have that scare and fear come at you yeah. too. And they're like, and you know, adds up on the anxiety and stress yeah. and not feeling good and freaking out. And yeah. then I always try to be like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. 
I try to be yeah. the optimal opti or optimal optimist. <laughs> Is that even a word? It, that works. The optimal <laughs> optimist. <laughs> it's true though. It's hard, but you know, what will be, will be this. Not like I, you know, we can't really control it. So yeah. I just try to be cool and I know what I'm doing today and what I'm doing tomorrow. I don't know what I'm doing beyond that, but right. well, we'll find out. It's funny with my classes I've been taking, it's been really eye-opening, like how, like, like that situation is like, yeah, you can't have control over the situations or the mm -hmm. world, but I can control how I respond and react to it. Right. And how that, right. I can respond in a more positive way where it'll lessen the yeah. effect or the stress factor, the pain yeah. for it. Yeah. And I actually, I am optimistic about it. I, I mean, I feel like if I get to stay, I think I'll be happier with the position I have than I was before. Like I already love training these guys. I'm very happy that I've gotten that experience. It was very scary and it's still very stressful. I mean, there's a lot of pressure mm -hmm. on it because if it fails, I'm the trainer. <laughs> so you're awesome. You know what I mean? I don't know, but yeah. you know what I mean though? Cause yeah, it, like, it's, it's, it's a lot of uh, like tension and a lot of, yeah. On your shoulder like you have a lot yeah. of pressure and yeah but thankfully everybody like pretty much everybody's like super supportive i mean all of them are they all have been very supportive but it's still scary mm -hmm. and then i'll do stupid stuff like oh my gosh i told them how to do something wrong today right i didn't know that i told them how to do it wrong and then the one girl got an error and she's like tara can we look at this and i'm like oh lord so I'm like teaching something wrong and then I have to turn around and be like, no, don't do it like that. Do it like this. So I sort of made a joke out of it because this has happened a couple of times where information in the manual was incorrect. Oh. And then I've taught that to them and then had to go back and fix it later. And so we, we have this joke now where I just go, oh, I was testing you guys. I was just <laughs> testing you. So that's like the new way. joke. I, I'm like, I told them today, I'm like, oh, I was just testing you to make sure you were reading the manual. <laughs> what did they, so, they all start joking? Yeah, we all laugh about it. Cause I mean, we, I tell them, I'm like, you're going to make mistakes and you're never going to learn all this. You just can't, you okay. really can't learn it all. I, I'm like overwhelmed anytime I look researching something and I'm like this, I can't, I'm going to go to Tara it's, or it's something else. It's confusing. It really is. And, and I'm like, I've been in this company for 14 years and I still don't know everything. Like you can't learn it all. You just can't. Yeah. And like, we're having to cram all of that into like a very short amount of time yeah. and have them be proficient enough to take over and succeed. That's mm -hmm. like a tall order. It, it is, but you know what? Your supervisor knew you can do it. So she gave it to you to do it. Yeah. You got the power to do I'm it. I'm doing the best I can. That's all I can say. So, and they're, they're great. They're, um, they're actually amazing. And it, maybe it's because they're young, but like, I'll tell them something and it's like in their brain, like it's there. Good. And so that's, you know, unlike me who you could tell me something right now in 10 minutes and I'm like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. Same here. I'm like, um, I takes me a while to, to get it sometimes. I'm like, I need yeah. like a visual, like I need to do it yeah. or, or even they tell me and I'm like, that's in one ear out the other. I'm not going to. I know. I know. It's awful. Like I'm horrible at names and stuff. I used to be so good at that. And then I think at some point with us like touring and stuff and meeting so many people, that switch in my brain got turned off where 
I mean, I used to be able to tell people, I met you here, your name is this, you were wearing this, this happened, this happened, this happened. Now you could tell me my name or tell me your name and it will go whoop, right around my brain and out the back and I'll never hear it. It'll mm-hmm. never register. I am so bad at that too. Like anytime someone introduces themselves, I'm like, oh, hey. And then I think I'm too focused on like looking at them. Yeah, I probably. Them. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember their name. Yeah. Cause I study people. I'm sure you do the same thing. It's like, I'm catching vibes off you and looking at your facial expressions and the vibe I'm getting off you uh-huh. more than I'm listening. I think, yeah. I don't know. It's not good. I, I know I'm so bad at that. I'm like, Oh, I don't remember their name. Like or- there's people at work that I've worked with for years and I still, I'm like, what's their name? I don't know what their name is. Not my, not on my team. Thank God. But, yeah. but like, like in the area or yeah. The people yeah. I should know. I'm the same way. I don't, I'll meet them and I'm like, oh, hey, like when we're in the office, I'll wave yeah. at them and I'm like, I don't remember the name. Mm-hmm. No please clue. Don't like, please don't ask or have a conversation. I'll just wave. I know. I know. And like people will be like, uh, you know, work stuff telling me so and so said such and such. I'm like, I have no idea who they're talking about. Literally no idea. None. I don't know what position they're in, on what team they're on. I don't know anything. Yeah. It's crazy. But part of that is that I've been out of the office for nearly 10 years now. So I don't have daily interaction with people. And then so like, I know you and some of the underwriters (laughs) hint more (laughs) than I know people in my department, because I deal with you guys all the time. I don't deal with people on the other team that might have sat three rows down if I was in the office you know yeah absolutely and I'm, I'm the same way like there's certain people because you deal with them more on a daily basis like through exactly. email and talking and yeah you know like a little picture you know our little pictures that we have yes <laughs> yes but uh it's yeah I I've google searched people have you before I think a few yeah yeah like I, I've had IT people and I'm like that guy was nice or that girl was nice I wonder who they are google them they never come up. Hardly ever does anybody come up. I do like one or two people. And after that, I'm like, yeah, I couldn't find anything. And I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. I know. Why don't they come up? I come up. If you Google me, I'm all over the damn place. But that's funny though. Like, and it's not in a creeper way. I'm just, cause if they don't have a picture, like I'd like to put a face to a, I know. a name. That bothers me that there's not a picture. And I'm like, well, damn it. What do you look like? I know. I need to know I what just, you look like. I wanted like a visual. Yeah. It's so, it's funny too. Cause like sometimes like I'm, I guess I'm weird. I am. Well, I know I'm weird, but like, I'll, if I'm have to be on the phone with someone in it for a long time, I instinctively just start having a conversation. Yeah. Like, Hey, did you watch game of Thrones last night? Or mm-hmm. like it always, I've had really great conversations with it people before. And I'm like, that dude was cool, man. And then I'll go try to look him up just to be like, who is this person that I just had a really fantastic. Cause I always try to visualize, is it like some 22 year old mm-hmm. dude? Or like, am I talking to like a 58 year old old band you know not yeah. old band but yeah it, it's band. just nice to put so that face to in the name and sometimes yeah. can be very deceiving yes because you're like I would never imagine that no like yes. it's good or bad but like you're like I love it I love it oh yeah that's how it kind of was with my the, the people that I'm training like you have you try to get this visual of what they look like and I mean I don't I didn't really have a set thing in my head of what I thought they looked like but a couple of like the girls were very close to what I pictured in my head but the boys are all these like 
the one guy literally looks like a model. I'm like, why are you people so good looking? What the hell? They're all like really good looking. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so funny. We were all really laughing funny. about it. Oh my, so all of them are like like model type kind of they're people. all really gorgeous I'll, I'll forward you the picture I want to see this now <laughs> I will no but they're all really good looking and like young and what it's funny because uh, our other trainer was out of the office last week and so she asked me to kind of help them if they had any questions so one of the girls was IMing me asking for help and stuff and of course I start talking to her like you know yeah. non-business related because that's yeah. what I do and um she just was asking me a couple questions and she was saying she was going to her grandmother's house and I was like oh that'll be fun to see your grandma she's like well actually my grandma died my aunt lives in that house or whatever and I'm like oh yeah I lost my grandparents a long time ago I'm probably a lot older than you and she's like well how old are you and I'm like oh I'm 49 and she starts laughing like ah I'm only 22 and I'm, <laughs> and I'm like yeah I'm old enough to be your mother and so we were joking around, like, okay, I'll be your American mom. Oh. And so now she IMs me this morning. She's like, hi, American mama. How are you doing today? Well, that <laughs> like, is this so but they're just super cute. How's hi. Dirk? There's my American son. He can come on in. I, I said to her, too, I go, yeah, I'll tell my family I have an Indian daughter. They'll be very confused. <laughs> like, this is my beautiful Indian daughter. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> never been to India that's crazy yeah. but that's so cute that's funny because I have every other job I've had I've always had like a work mom I yeah I think yeah of course but I I think I have definitely had that in my old jobs but I'm older now so I think I might end up being that person too other mom. or at least the aunt yeah. you know well, I'm either the aunt or I don't even know that now I have, I'm no one right now at our job right you're at, <laughs> at my old job I had a really good girlfriend um we met it's odd through all our spiritual stuff like I saw a medium who she was taking classes from and we were just randomly talking about it one day and then we were like became the best friends after that but she that's cool she always calls me her daughter and we're, yeah. we're like we've been good friends ever since yeah yeah. That's cool. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. I, you know how, you know how on our survey, they always say, do you have a best friend at work thing? Yeah. I mean, it seems cheesy or whatever, but I feel like that's important to have those people that you can trust to yeah. vent to. Oh, cause you need to vent. Sometimes you just need to get it off your chest. Yep. And you not, you got to have those people that you can trust that, you know, it's not going anywhere else. Mm -hmm. If you say something that's oh, maybe... Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> funny. I've seen a couple emails accidentally get sent to me where people were venting. And I was yeah. like, oh, that was not meant to be sent to me. But oh, that's story. so cringe. Yeah, I love it. Like, as long as it's not me, I love that stuff. I know. Yeah, I was like, it's not me. But it was funny because they were complaining about me. <gasps> well, not necessarily me, but it was not my department. Okay. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, are you serious? Like, and I just laughed at it. And I, I yeah. I said it to my um, supervisor. I'm like, because we're close, we're like, we're friends, and I'm like, just, I just had to send this to you. It's like, ha ha ha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was reading it. She's like, wow. And then she highlighted another thing that she saw. She's like, I just thought we were both laughing about it. That's hilarious. I love that stuff. When I first started here, there was this girl on our team that was a real, just not a nice person at all. She was really nasty. 
and very like childish, like almost like teacher pet type person that would like tattle to the boss, oh, like, yeah. but like in a childlike way, like they won't play with me or, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And like, first of all, nobody's obligated to be your friend at work. Like you don't, we don't have to like you and you don't have to like us. Like you don't, I, we're not required to ask you to go to lunch. We're not required to play with you on the playground, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was completely uninvolved because I was brand new. So mm -hmm. I didn't know the team dynamic and all this stuff. But I knew this girl was to be avoided, just vibes, right? And she was nasty to me. So I'm like, okay, I'll stay away from her. Well, one day she sent a, an email to the team or whatever. And it was like some stupid crap. And one of the girls replied all thinking oh. she was only sending it to the one and said some really nasty stuff. And I was living for it because I love that kind of stuff oh, as yeah. long as I'm not involved in it. Oh, yes. And, here. Yeah. And she was crying and like, Ugh, and like went to the supervisor and everything. And of course, those girls had to apologize. But we're all looking at each other like, I see you. Exactly. You're right. You're right. She's got issues. She ended up leaving, but oh, leaving yeah. the team shortly thereafter. But I'm just like, it's hilarious when you've got that person. We don't, thank God, we don't have any of that on my team now. But, I think I've seen but um, it's rough when you have one of those people. Yeah. And, and that person always gets treated like with special treatment mm -hmm. and to me i'm like if i was a supervisor and somebody acted like that i'd be like dude you need to grow up and knock it off like they're not the problem you're the only one so cut it out you know it's just ridiculous how people act like <clears throat> we're getting paid this is our job we're here a certain amount of hours to get our shit done and go home <laughs> yes and like who cares once you yes. once you're off the clock leave it exactly yeah, as we sit here and talk about it for <laughs> Yeah. 
you know, and that's so normal to have, like, yeah. you know, especially the, what you've been through in the past and what you've seen. Yeah. Is something to, cause you, because we, we know there's, there's good and bad in the world, like spiritual. Yes. Life. Sure. And, and it's scary to think, oh, I don't want the bad coming in. Yeah. And right. Freaks you out. But I hope the, the tape that or the recording I sent, did that kind of help you? It did bit? because it feels like very, like it, it feels like guided meditation. Mm-hmm. Not so much that you're relinquishing, you're still very present in it. You're just chilling out. Yeah, absolutely. So that was, yeah, it definitely changed my perception of what it is. That's good. I'm yeah. glad you are hundred yeah. percent in control during it. It's you're doing all the work and I'm just facilitating yeah. help guiding yeah. you. And it's, I get like, just like a med- guided meditation where yeah. there's certain, like they use, use suggestions that we would discuss beforehand right. that you want to work on and it's your own verbiage that you'd want to use yeah use that in the session to help kind of reinforce the changes you want to make yeah so and it's, it's almost it's and it's almost like you're being a cheerleader but not in a weird creepy way yeah absolutely yeah yeah it's absolutely that where it's like we're we're like yeah, cheerleading you on but like letting you do it and just helping yeah. you along the way yeah, so definitely, and I don't, I mean, I don't even know what I expected. I guess probably like you said, because of the way stuff is portrayed in the movies where they can take control over you and you're like not there and they've got you quacking like a duck. And I hate that. I, yeah, because it's so that's funny. creepy to me. Oh, I think so too. Like, are you, they can, it's almost like a possession where you think, oh, this that's is- exactly what. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if you leave yourself, enough to let somebody else control you what's to stop something else from coming in you know right. and it, it's scary thought because i'm that i'm that's i'm possession stuff freaks me out so i'm like no yeah. no no but with that you're 100 percent in control where it's just we're just helping you um like stop your critical thinking where you yes you stop yourself to it's like a trigger yeah, yeah. so it's, it's everything that we do it's it's nice and calm and um you use some like counting techniques like you go count down to five or yeah. before yeah. and afterwards that's just to help you get in more of a relaxed yeah deepening technique yeah i liked it a lot and i was even my husband just came in here for a snack i was even gonna have <laughs> i was even gonna have him listen to it because he has a lot of stress he has a lot of stress in his job and stuff like that and i'm like this would help him too you know yeah um as a as a guided sort of chill out and like yes stop the negative thinking and and even if it does nothing more than make you go oh stop doing that yeah or you even know? relax you for that moment where you're right that 20 minutes or even like like you said at first you can you don't have to lay down and relax i mean you could do be busy but just listening to it kind of yeah the key words will pop in and yeah like, oh that's really nice like you know and then you can work up to it and then yeah. if you feel more safe too, where you're like, like you said, where you don't feel like it's a possession kind of thing, like <laughs> you can have yeah. that like, me there with you if you feel more comfortable. Yeah. But it's, it's nothing like that. Like you would, you're a hundred percent. Yeah. It wasn't like it, it. Yeah. It's nothing like that. Yeah. Cause it's, it's so crazy. They like in the movies you say that you see it's all this crazy things, but we can never, I can never say anything that you're immorally or morally against. Like you go rob, yeah. you rob a bank. You're like, if you're against right. that, like, and I'm just there to, I'm actually going, like I said before, use 
phrases and words that you want to make for your changes. So it's all well, about- Well, and we talked about it before you even did those. You were asking, you know, you asked me what kind of stuff that I was wanting to change and, and whatever. Like, where do I start? <laughs> I know, because I'm like, for me, myself, I'm like, okay, I want to work on this and this and yeah. this. Oh, shoot. <laughs> it's all the same, though. I mean, we probably all have the same okay. basic uh, issues, I think. You know what, it, it, to me, from, from what I see, because I have to do like a lot of case studies and like yeah. how, I would, uh, how I would do the session and what yeah. like guided imagery I would use. And, and so I have to do a lot of that. And I think a lot of it comes down to like just self-love, like loving yourself right. and accepting yourself. And I think that's hard for everybody because we, we judge ourselves. We, we're our own right. enemy and we just think the worst of us sometimes yeah. it's nice to see a lot of it. The core issue is just loving yourself in yeah. a lot of um, like uh, medical conditions that we have. Um, like, I know I have like stomach issues. We've talked mm -hmm. about we've all, Yeah. And yeah. other things. And I had a, one of my classes I'm taking out was about that. Like emotionally, what would that connect to? Mm. And there's different, I, I have to look through the book again so much information I can't remember yeah right of <laughs> course it's like a lot of it interprets like emotional wise yeah so like course, I had to yeah. do one on eating disorders that was like yeah. my subject matter and it came down to love like you're not loving it's true it you're really not nourishing you're, you're not allowing yourself to be nourished with love and appreciation you know that's so true because I, I I don't you know I have like a whole thing with food and all that kind of stuff too. And it is, it's like a, it's a, a definite a coping mechanism, just like some people turn to alcohol or mm -hmm. drugs or whatever, you know, when you're feeling insecure or whatever, it's like a, if that would be an eating disorder, mm -hmm. if you're using it for, to comfort yourself or when you're stressed out or whatever, food is really hard because you have to eat. You can't just not eat. Yeah. I think you know? that's almost one of the worst, uh, addictions in a way because you have yeah. to eat you can't you can't quit it cold turkey no no that's something we need and it's, it's yeah. hard that's that one's yeah. off because I feel like I have like a lot of sensitivities of food and mm -hmm. then like that changes my whole perception yeah. and relationship with it and then I'm like almost yeah. you're full of some foods because it makes me so sick right and right then, yeah it's just a down it's just downward hill spiral yes and i'm sure you do this too because you have stomach issues and stuff mm -hmm. like afraid to go places like i'm afraid to go meet people to eat or whatever because i never know how my stomach's going to react to food yeah. and it's you don't want to be sick someplace and you do also it's like i don't really want to be sitting in a restaurant and have stomach issues mm -hmm. with people that i'm friends with but like not you know you don't need to know what i do in the bathroom like <laughs> I mean like yeah exactly you don't need to know that I'm over here like wanting to barf right now yeah or you're like in, in incredible pain yeah like, afterwards right. you're, you're you're like all like pain the rest of the night you're in hell yes Hor it's horrible and so you know again and that whole that adds to the social anxiety mm -hmm. so it's like it's just such an awful thing it really is it is and it's crazy because like how you said ever since I started getting like food issues, like uh, allergies or sensitivities, I don't want to go out to restaurants as much. And that's 
we're yeah. all like everyone usually wants to meet let's go get yeah. lunch, let's go get dinner right. and it's like you're like can we do something else yeah not eating <laughs> right right or you end up just doing the same stuff all the time because you know that that one specific thing doesn't bother you you yeah. know absolutely yeah it's really aggravating and then you know a lot of doctors don't really understand it either like especially with this whole, like girl hormone stuff mm -hmm. um when you finally find a doctor that actually understands it, it's amazing. Like I, for all my life, I've been have like overweight all my life. They always tested my thyroid. You know, I've probably had my thyroid tested at least once a year since I was 14 years old. Cause they always assumed I must have a, a thyroid issue Yeah. because my weight never matched my activity level and my food intake level, you know? And so Nobody ever figured out that I had PCOS because they weren't checking the right stuff. Yeah. And finally, like a couple years ago, a doctor checked my insulin level. I never had my insulin. They always checked your blood sugar level, your thyroid level, but they never checked my insulin level before. Well, my insulin level was like crazy high. So that right there is why you can't lose weight because carbohydrates raise your insulin level. And if there's insulin in your bloodstream, you can't burn fat. So even if you're like exercising really hard every day, if you followed it up with like a smoothie, which is supposed to be healthy or, or a banana or whatever, you're negating all the work you just did because of the insulin. So it's like a whole thing. Oh, God. And so, yeah. And so this whole, like from the time I was a wee little kid, there's always been this whole like, well, you're just fat and lazy and like you need to exercise more and eat less and blah, 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 blah. And you take that into your brain and you believe it because there's no other explanation for it, right? You're being told that. Right, right. The worse. And then to finally have an answer for it after, like, I think I was 47 when I finally got an answer to this age old mystery of why my body's stupid. <laughs> and, yeah. Excuse me. And it was just like, oh my gosh, this isn't my fault. Like, I've been blaming myself for this my entire life. Mm -hmm. And then the thing comes in where, okay, so now how do you fix it? So in order to lose weight with a person with PCOS, insulin resistance, whatever, you can't have carbohydrates basically. Exactly. Okay. So that means your diet is meat, which I'm like, eh, about yeah. and vegetables, which make me sick. Oh no. So <laughs> Stupid. Like, what the hell? What do I do? Yeah. Now? So then you're like, okay, well, I'm just not going to eat. I'm just going to eat as little amount as I possibly can. And then of course that gets old real quick because mm. then your blood sugar is low and you're just starving yourself. It's crazy. Yeah. So then you end up just going, fuck it. I'll eat whatever <laughs> I want, which negates all the hard work you just put it. So it's like this whole big freaking drama never ending story. Yeah. So like if I was like Oprah and I could have like a chef and like a trainer, I would look fucking amazing. I know. But I don't have <laughs> access to these things. And you know, normal people need to have this. So we all can feel right. happy and amazing. Yeah. So well. it's this whole sad thing. And like, so I'm kind of at this point now where I try to do Tybo. I try to do it every day. Realistically now, like I was doing it every day. I did it every single day for like a month. Oh, I think I missed one day and I actually really love it, but it's hard. So I have to mentally like go, okay, we're going to do this. 
Yeah. Um, psyching yourself up to like, oh, yeah, because I know it's going to hurt. You know what I mean? Um, but realistically, like I've been doing it probably five times, five, five, four or five times a week, which is still a win, right? Yeah. But I am not going to give up my yum, yummy coffee. I'm just not doing it. No coffee. I've lived, (laughs) I've lived a tortured life this whole, you know, 49 years of whatever. And I feel like, I, I need, I, I don't know. That's I guess right. I, I need that comfort of that thing every morning, I guess. And I'm trying, I'm trying to rectify it in my mind to where I don't feel guilty about it, but it's really hard because again, I've been trained mm-hmm. to associate food as the enemy. And mm-hmm. so every time I eat something that I shouldn't eat, I literally hate myself. Oh, same here. There's the complete guilt afterwards. And I'm like, oh, I regret yeah. eating. Like when you're eating, you're like, I regret nothing. And then afterwards, <laughs> you're like, I regret Halfway through, you start feeling that like, oh shit, I shouldn't have ate this. I shouldn't have done this. Or sometimes <laughs> when you're picking up, you're like, I really shouldn't eat this, but no. I'm going to eat it. But then when you eat it, you're like, this is so good. It feels amazing. Yeah. Like, afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful awful but like you have like how many cups do you have in the morning like one I go well I go to either Black Rock depending on what time I wake up Black Rock or Dunkin Donuts Mm -hmm. yeah and that's it's only one cup that's like see I would put it as a reward in a way you're like okay it's you have like if you that's like you're only it's not even that bad it's coffee I know but have you ever looked at the calories oh no (laughs) because I don't get just like a coffee it's got to be like, you know, like if it's Black Rock. Well, my drink of choice at Black Rock was iced horchata breve, oh. which was so good. But it's oh. off the menu now because it was like a spring thing or whatever. No, I was so sick. I know. I went there this morning and I was like, or it was yesterday morning. I was like, okay, iced horchata breve. They're like, oh, we're out of it. And I literally went, no. <laughs> and the guy starts laughing. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm so sad. That was my drink. It was so good. Oh, yes. And butter pecan at Dunkin' Donuts. Butter pecan. Oh, oh my God. So I think I got that. I went to Starbucks one time. I think I, like their seasonal Christmas ones. Mm. I, I was trying it out, but like uh, Blackrock, I always get the Irish cream. That's what I got today. Oh, I love that one. Because that's a brevet also. Yeah, that's so that's gotta be that's what I had this morning. I had an iced brevet. Oh, it's the best Irish cream. It's so funny because now I can't have a lot of dairy or like Uh, oh I was like, it's ruined now. And then I went with my sister and I was like, I you know, I don't I wanna have it where in case my stomach is upset, like I don't want to go where like so (laughs) I was like I need to be home. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and yes. so I um I got it with almond milk. Yeah. And my sister brought it for me for my birthday, actually. That was that she came over and brought it. And I was she's like, it's almond milk. I'm like, God bless you. Is it good? Is it just it was, as good? It was just as good because I was okay. worried it wouldn't be as good because Irish yeah. cream is half and half and yeah. But I yeah. it, it it was good and my stomach was fine. I was like, thank okay. God. Like needle pains, like someone stabbed Ugh. you with stomach. So a couple of weeks ago, somebody told me actually, cause I'm such a nerd. So I follow black rock on Instagram and like, there's the official black rock and then there's black rock, Arizona. So I follow both of them. Cause that's who I am as a human being. And, um, <laughs> amazing. I would do the same thing. I didn't, I if I was on Instagram, I would follow. <laughs> yeah. 
So I comment on their posts all the time because I'm a nerd. And um, I they had some drink on there and I was like, oh, do they have this in, in decaf or something? There was some special drink and I was trying to figure out if I could get in in decaf. And they're like, oh, you have to try the, what was it? Lavender oat milk, lavender oat milk latte. That's all it was. Ooh. Lavender. Oh, oh my God. It's so good. You had me a lavender. That sounds amazing. It's so good. And the oat milk is really good. Oh God. I'll have to try. That's at Blackrock? Yeah. Is it a seasonal yeah. one or is that like kind of? I don't think it was a seasonal one, but I'm not sure. But because I've only got it the one time, but it was really, it was like really clean tasting. And like, you know, how sometimes it can be when you get a drink, it's very syrupy sort of. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like kind of sticks to your tongue in a way. I don't know. Kind of. Like you can almost taste like chemicals in it. Like the syrupy. Kind chemicals. of. And it's like very, like your tongue feels fuzzy after you're drinking it. Cause it's so sugary, but this <laughs> was so, it tasted like smooth and clean. It's probably because mm. of the oat milk. Yeah. Honestly. A lavender oat milk. Lavender oat milk latte. And I got it iced. So iced, iced lavender oat milk latte. I'm so delicious. I'm going to get that now. That sounds amazing. I like yeah. anything. Well, I, I, I love lavender. So I'm like, yes. lavender, I love it. Like I make, I make my niece. She's so, I need to make it for her. I feel so bad. She keeps asking me, um, lavender lemonade. <gasps> love that. It's so good. It has like the little, little bit of lavender tint to it. Yeah. And it's really calming like for your digest, digestive. I can't talk today. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, like, so do you use it like squeeze your lemons and everything? Yeah, you do the lemons oh. and then I don't have any lavender like buds. I need to get, I well, I planted some. They're dying, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Arizona. Oh, yeah, and I, um. so I thought I wanted to use all my own lavender buds, but now I, I'm going to have to order some. And, oh, cool. and then you kind of, you, um. it's been so long since I made it. I look at my recipe again, but like you just strain the lavender you make it on its own, like like a lavender water. You just yeah yeah yeah. I can't say that word. Detoxed it. Detoxin. I don't know. Um, but then you pour that in the lavender or the lemonade, and it's really okay. good. Oh, cool. You have to make some. It's really refreshing. Yeah, it sounds like it would be good. Yeah. Lots of ice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool on a nice hot day. That sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a plethora of citrus here. Our neighbor behind us has a lemon tree, and it's half in our yard. And oh. we just go out and pick lemons right off the tree. She don't care. They, That's awesome. No one uses them. Like li literally they fall off the tree into our yard. Uh, yeah. And Michael or Dirk actually will make his own lemonade. He'll just go squeeze Aww. some lemonades and so cute. Some, le awesome. some lemonades. Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, nothing tastes better than the fresh lemonade. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's crazy how Arizona there's lemonade, citrus everywhere. Like yeah, in all the neighborhoods that's like their go-to yeah it used like, to even be more so when they used to have all the groves and stuff the groves yeah. are mostly all gone but yeah, I was I was just talking to Mike about that the other day because when I first came out here in the early 90s we would drive out in Mesa mm -hmm. and like there were orange groves everywhere yeah and there's only like a couple left but they've been incorporated like neighborhoods like there's houses in them now yeah. and I was like wonder why wonder why the farmers here moved away from doing citrus i don't know either but it's, it's interesting because my family we used to live over in that area by the groves yeah, yeah. where we used to go for bike rides oh it smells so good when the blossoms are blooming oh, yeah. that's my favorite time of year 
when you can, well, no, it's not because it's leading into summer, but yeah, <laughs> you had a cool days a lot. Yeah. yeah, you've got a couple cool days in there where you, when you're outside in the morning or at yeah. nighttime and you can smell those blossoms, it's so good. And then the allergies hits us. Yes, yes, the allergies. I was going to ask you, have you felt really weird the past two days? Mm. Like dizzy headed and kind of, um, <gasps> very off you know what i would say the last few months i've had a lot of okay. days of that where um i have I had a lot of headaches I yes of headaches. i had one today yeah it i had one last night or yesterday it um especially when i have like i'm having allergic or sensitive reaction mm -hmm. to something i ate it's yeah. like a band around my head and then like ice picks or hot in my eyes and i'm like oh i'm dying like what is this? but yeah headaches yeah. Um, like the a little air quality. Like, yeah. Oh, the air quality is really bad. I think it was. Yes. Bad. It's been awful and like just a sore throat all the time. And mine is, my pain is always like right here. Mm -hmm. And then like right, it, like right in the ball of my eye. Oh, yeah. That hurts. It, it's, and there's nothing think, you can do about it. No. And I always think, is it because I'm staring at a computer screen all day and then I'm like doing schoolwork and then I'll be on my phone and I'm like, is that all? It doesn't help. I'm yeah, sure. I get, but I don't know. Like, but I, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I get it all the time. And yeah, like right now my nose is running. You know what? I had the, um, sore throat, like yeah. it's not a sore throat, but it's like, you feel scratchy. Like yeah. I've had, and it's funny. Um, the last year or so, on and off you kind of, I'll kind of get that I'm like oh shit what is this I know and I know family, my family and I went to Jerome um like last February I love Jerome and, and that was the first time I went and it was raining <gasps> the entire time it was really beautiful but I had my dogs with me and yeah. I had a, had a thank god I had a backpack because I just had them in my backpack yeah. it was just wet and afterwards we were all kind of like when we got home we were all kind of like <clears throat> And it was weird because ever since then we have drainage. Like, yeah, and it's I'm like we would say we feel Jeromey right now. Yeah. <laughs> so did you spend the night when you were there, or did you do a day trip? We just did a day trip. Let me tell you what you need to do. Oh yeah. my gosh, we did this. It was so cool. So we went up a couple years ago, and we stayed at the Connor Hotel. So it's right there. You know where it is? Yeah. It's right by the Spirit Room. Yeah, is that the one right there on the corner? There's that little tavern on the corner, and there's a hotel right beside of it. It's oh. like, and a couple down from there is the Pussifer store, the Maynard from um, Tools store. Oh yeah, yeah. This yeah. is one wine. wine. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. So that little winery is right there too. So the Connor, like you know, when you come up the hill, mm -hmm. and there's like you're on the main street, and there's um, the the intersection that goes through. There's a spirit room, which is that bar where they have like shows and stuff like that. The Connor okay. Hotel is right above there. Oh, okay. And they only have like, I want to say like eight rooms or something, mm -hmm. but we stayed there. And then at night we did the ghost tour. Yeah. And it was so like, I, cause me being me because of my past, I was really nervous about the whole, I'm like, I don't know if I want to go hunting for ghosts or whatever, mm -hmm. but of course I also want to go hunting for ghosts. So yeah. It's a double cord because it really is. I'm like, I want to do it, but uh. but I'm also nervous. So, uh -huh. me, my mom, 
Dirk and Mike, we did it and they give you the little meters and everything. But the cool part about it is you walk through the whole town mm -hmm. and they give you a history of the whole town. Then of course, the whole time they're telling you scary stories that of like real stories that have happened in the town and the history of the town and everything like that. And you've got your little e-meter like waiting for it to like start <laughs> beeping or whatever. And it's just, it's really cool because, um, I mean, it's a little spooky too because mm -hmm. some of the stories are pretty creepy of stuff that has happened there and stuff like that. And then of course, you know, if you were to get something on your meter, we actually had one because we were in a group and one of the girls meter went off mm -hmm. and like we heard a voice thing come through, but we, it was so quick and like, we couldn't get it to do anything else. So we, you know, whatever it was, was whatever. But I, again, I followed the ghost tours on Instagram mm -hmm. and they recently posted one where this girl had a really strong like voice come through or whatever. So wow. do that. Cause I think you would really like that. Yeah. And I, I, we were actually going to do it that day, but it was really oh. so bad. And we had, we, we had our dogs and I was like, yeah. oh, this, we were going to do outside one, but since it was raining, we had to go to a different spot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, they didn't want us to bring the dogs. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do it, but right. yeah, I'm going to do it. And my yeah. nephew, he, my sister and her kids, they went up and did that. They spent the night. Well, they were going to spend the night, but they had to leave in the middle of the night. Um, uh, my niece had an as like <gasps> asthma attack come on. Yeah. It was windy that day. Okay. They were seeing, I don't remember the hotel, uh, but it's the one kind of far up on the hill. That's the really haunted one though. Yeah. Yeah, the they, Connor, they, the Connor's haunted, but that one's had some scary stuff happen in it. Yeah, they, I think that my, I'm not sure if my, they were all kind of worried about that too. It kind of freaked them out. And then like my, anxiety. Yeah. And I think they kind of, that may have brought up her at like attack a little bit more. Yeah. yeah and they didn't, my sister forgot the medicine. She's like, we have, oh no. Home. So, but yeah, Aww. but I, I would love to stay there. Yeah, for see. sure. Do it for yeah. sure. You'd love it. Yeah, I just love that town. Mike and I, every time we go up there, we're like, we could just live up here. Like, yeah. this is our speed. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like, it's nice yeah. and cool. I mean, it was raining that whole day, but it was really beautiful. I actually yeah. saw a shop that was like for sale, and I was like, that would be the best spot to have, like, you yes. know, like a store or like a spiritual store. Yes. I know. Yeah. I've looked into real estate up there. Like, like how much would it cost to buy a place or whatever? Yeah. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty expensive. Just, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, but, um, because it's, there's, it's a limited, there's limited space there, right. you know, but yeah, every time we go up there, I'm like, Oh, I could just, I wish I could like live up here, like be just an artist or whatever. Like oh. if we could make a living off of our art and music and stuff, if we could just live up here and in this chill vibe up here, yeah. you know, yeah, I love that. Like it's easygoing other than like the little bit of tourists come in like yeah you know, the crackles, yeah but it's it was like I love the weather the atmosphere it was like really cool like all the streets like even yes. some of them are like narrow and like there was like a incline drop. or a drop yeah, yeah. Like, oh gosh yeah well then they tell you the story about how that one building's like halfway down the hill because one day it just took off down the hill oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get to hear all the stories I want to hear them now. yeah you have to go because it's like it's really fascinating and like another thing I learned that I tell everybody because I thought it was cool is so on the main strip was this brothel right mm -hmm. and so they tell the whole history of the brothel the woman that ran it and everything like that and like they were telling us that like the the 
ladies of the night. I don't know a nice way to say it. Yeah. Um, without, being, without being vulgar about it. But they, it always cracks me up because they said the girls that were in the brothel were like the chubby girls. Mm -hmm. And so they made a, like, they made more money than the skinny girls that had to be like down on the hill, like on the, in the camp. Cause oh. the, the workers camped on the, lived in camps down on the hill. So this, like, I mean, he said skinny whores. I don't, that sounds mean, <laughs> but like the skinny, whatever you want to call them ladies of the night Work, like working that. ladies yeah the working ladies they he's like yeah so the chubby girls made more money in the skin i'm like finally the tables are reversed <laughs> even back in the day i would have been a rich hoe back then <laughs> like damn it i know like even um, i love that like you see like all the sculptures now like they had curves to it and, like, i know and i'm like I, should, I need to be living there and that's I know I was just talking about that with my friend Diana because like it's you know when did when did society shift from people with meat on their bones to like over like thin thin yeah being like the standard for beauty because I mean at one point if you look back through art and sculptures mm -hmm. and for thousands of years bigger people were considered beautiful and then all of a sudden and it, it has to have been in like the last few decades it has to be yeah I think I, I was I think I watched like a documentary on that or something I think it was what era was it maybe like it was, the 60s or something I would think the 60s because that was like when I think Twiggy like, Twiggy yeah I was gonna say Twiggy came out but then I also, I know like in the twenties, like the flappers. They were yeah, really yeah, yeah. Little waifs. Yeah. yeah little and waifs. it's not, I mean, uh, the point is everyone should be considered attractive regardless of what size clothes they wear. Absolutely. I think but it's just such a strange thing that it's such a dramatic shift Yeah, I and, and, and widely accepted. Yeah. Cause what if you, like, it's beautiful, as long as you feel beautiful in your body, I think that's yeah. what matters, but it's so hard right. with society so, right. you where know, you have to be this way. This is what's beautiful. Yeah. And your teeth have to be so white and your skin right. has to be perfect and you can't have any wrinkles and you know, you have to part crazy. your hair a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have your eyebrows look a certain way and you know, yeah. it's, hate, it's crazy. Yeah. Cause I'm like, it's, especially now with like, being at home all the time like you know I don't wear normal yeah. clothing so when I did put my jeans back on I was like shit it's like putting on a <laughs> straight jacket or something I'm like oh I need new what are these restrictive clothes you know I'm like oh no I need loose fitting clothing yeah. I, need, I wear like my yoga pants or like oh yeah leggings leggings yeah, pants, yeah. Leggings. and for sure sandals and like a comfy shirt That's yeah like, too. sometimes uh well, most days I don't, the only, the only reason I even put a bra on is because I do tie bow and you can't have these things flopping all over the place. Give you're yourself a black eye. I know. Yeah, I'm like, I, I need a bra on. <laughs> you can't, you know, you can't jump very easy when those oh. things are flapping on you, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncomfortable. You're like, ow. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. I know. See, that's another thing dudes, ha dudes have no idea. Now we got these things that are just in the way all the time. Yeah. And then add on the Arizona heat and sweat. Oh, and like, yeah. Like, I yes. just this bra. <laughs> so this is going to be probably gross, but my friend, I, 
I, when I lived in Ohio, before we moved out here, I worked in a warehouse mm -hmm. and it wasn't air conditioned, you know, so oh, that's rough. it gets hot in Ohio in the summer, yeah. obviously humidity level is high there. And so me and my one friend that I used to pull orders with, she was my best friend that worked there. We used to be like, oh God, it's, it's sweaty crotch weather <laughs> because you you're just, your crotch is just wet all the time. It's not to be, I mean, it's gross, no, but yeah, no, I think family joke. I'm like, it's like, it's swamp vagina. Yeah. Yeah. It's For like, sure how have. many times a day do you have to change your undergarment? You know what I mean? It's like, so disgusting. You just have to, cause it's girls. You have other things you have to deal with. And like, you have to change People all People don't get it, man. They oh. just don't get it. Women, Boobs, <laughs> stuff down there. And then we have to go get them smashed between, you know, Smashed once a year and fondled oh, and oh yeah, that makes me hurt every time thinking about. It. I have a car jack time. that they use on you to check down there. Oh, that's the worst. I hate that. It's, just, <laughs> it's and you're like, it never, it never gets better. And you, no, it's never cool. You, you would think it would be like a technology would be. Yeah, for real, simpler. For real. No. Like literally, it's like it's like it's like. A car jack, like oh, with a light on it now. Have you seen the one? <laughs> I haven't had the lighted one yet. I think I had the lighted one because it was like plastic and then it lit up and I was like, oh my God, that's fancy. It's like a disco down there. <laughs> oh my God, no. It's so weird. And the whole time you're having a casual conversation. Yeah. She's like feeling your tits up and sticking things up there and you're just like, yeah, so how's work you know what's anything new you know it's just so weird it, it yeah because we try to make it so normal like this this is not <laughs> happening so let's have a normal conversation that's beautiful jewelry you got on well, yeah 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 great day yeah. Well, I will say having a kid has numbed me to a lot of that because you just you had to go like once a month or whatever and then when you're in the hospital, everybody and their brothers coming over there, sticking their hands in you, and oh, yeah. you, at at some point, you just you just almost like divorce yourself from your body and just let whatever happens happen. So I definitely don't get as awkward about that anymore as yeah. I used to. I'm just like I'm here. Let's get this over with. You have you to. Know? You never have that sense because it's or that mind frame because you're like I just yeah. want this over with. I have to get it done. <laughs> I feel so violated right oh. now. You know what, dentist in that, I'm like, it, it's, I feel like it's a violation yeah. of some sort because you're like, yeah. yeah, in your face and like, yeah, yeah. not a fan, but yeah, actually for our health. <laughs> I know. And see, and then the whole hormone thing, like all the stuff we go through with that from, from the time it starts until after it ends. And I don't, I think most women don't understand it because nobody ever teaches you about it. It's like one of these things that like you just don't learn about. And then a lot of doctors don't even understand it. Yeah. And, you know, for instance, like I have all these stomach things. And so, um, my, my doctor, she's a nurse practitioner who I loved. She gave me a prescription for Zofran. So whenever I get bad, um, nausea, she gave me this prescription and she, you know, I don't take them every day. I take them when I need them. Sometimes I need them once a month, not at, not at all. Sometimes I need them two or three times a month, but it's just like this pill. And so I've been getting this pill for like five or six years now. Well, that lady quit and moved somewhere else. I don't know where she went. So, um, 
last time I needed that prescription, they won't, they won't refill it over the phone. You have to go in for some bizarre reason. And because I wasn't going to that doctor anymore, either like the, the new guy's not going to write, renew a prescription. He didn't write. So I went in and the guy was like questioning me about it. He's like, you know, you're not supposed to just be on this prescription forever. Right. And I'm like, well, I don't take it every day. I just take it as I need it. And he's like, yeah, but you're not supposed to just be on it indefinitely. And I'm like, well, I don't know, but my other doctor prescribed it for me. And I feel like it was because she was a woman Mm -hmm. and like, she understands like how hormones affect your nausea and, you know, your whole system. And whereas the guy is just kind of like thinking, I don't know what he was thinking. Like, I'm a, First of all, if you're going to abuse a pill, it's not Zofran. It doesn't do anything to you. Yeah. Like you don't get high off of it. It literally just keeps you from puking. Like you don't take it every day. You don't take it every day and you you don't feel anything from it. Like it doesn't make you feel mellow. It doesn't do anything to you. So it was just such a weird thing. And he's like, well, I guess he goes, okay, well, I'll renew this, but you really should go see, you know, gastro whatever. And I'm like, dude it's for hormones my hormones fuck up my stomach like that's yeah I can tell you like I track all of this information in an app and I can tell you what days I'm probably going to be sick to my stomach based on this app you know what I mean and that tracks like your hormones yeah well it it checks your symptoms and so once you've been tracking your symptoms for so long you can see the patterns of it okay so like not to be too graphic or, or give people TMI or whatever but like, like around ovulation time, mm-hmm. I get sick and yeah. around period time, I get sick. So I've got like a three day window of awesome in there. Oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, at those, yeah, those two windows are painful. Cause you know, yeah. like I know me when that, that's happening, you're ovulating. I'm like, oh shit. Like, yeah. So and the funny thing is, is when I was younger, I never felt any different around that time. I felt completely normal. Of course she had a little bit of PMS or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I never had the ovulation thing. And then the past few years, Mm -hmm. and they say like, once you get closer to menopause, like all of this stuff intensifies. Really? It's awesome. (laughs) It's fantastic. So I'm on this group on Facebook, it's like a hormone group. It's run by this woman who's like a hormone specialist. Like mm-hmm. this is what she does. Oh, wow. And um, it's such a godsend to me yeah. because when I first started getting all these weird, just weird symptoms and it's like stuff that, how do you even explain it to a doctor that your mouth feels funny mm-hmm. or that your skin feels weird? you know, to touch and stuff like this. And so I found this group and I would just say, do any of you guys ever get X, Y, Z, like, you know, random weird stuff. And like, yes, that happens to me too. Oh my God. And then you find out that all these women have the exact same symptoms that you've told your doctor and your doctor's just like, well, I think it's stress. (laughs) You need to get more exercise. Uh, Like, okay, that's going to fix the weird numb feeling in my mouth. Yeah, no, thank you. It's nice to know that you have a group of women who are also going to feel exactly because then it's normal. You realize, okay, this is normal. It's weird, but it's normal because I'm not the only person experiencing it. And we're all in sort of the same age range. And then you have this doctor there who's also saying, yes, this is 
cause, you know, it's, it's yeah. all, even like your hair texture changing, your skin texture changing, your oh. hair thinning out, like all this weird, crazy stuff that you're like, do I have some strange disease they haven't figured out? Like, right. you, you know, autoimmune disorder or something. Right. Like right. And no, it's all hormones. It's all See, hormones. I've been wanting to get my hormones checked. Like, um, I saw this test kit online. It's like every well. I did mm-hmm. the food sensitivity test and there's a hormone one. Yeah. I've been thinking about doing it because I, I feel like that I'm not, I have a hard time losing weight. Like yeah. I try hard, I work out, I eat like as best as I can, especially yeah. my restrictions. Yeah. And I think in the one month I lost four pounds, but that was half the time I was like, I was doing the intermittent fasting. Yeah. And so I was like starving most of the time. I'm right. Like, I exactly. I, like I can't, I can't starve. I just can't do that. Yeah. And so it's really hard. And I feel like I, there's an, a hormonal imbalance. Like something's blocking it. Yeah. yeah. Something's blocking it. The last, I, I would say like 10, I don't know. I, my weight goes up and down. So have you ever been checked for PCOS? No, I haven't. Yeah, you might want to bring that up because with polycystic ovarian, it's polycystic, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm-hmm. So if you have really p- painful like cramps and stuff like that mm-hmm. or weird stuff like that, and then, yeah, just bring it up next time you have your exam yeah. because you could have that going on and that'll cause weight fluctuations and like making it really hard to lose weight and even stomach issues and all that kind of stuff. Cause I, I, there's something off. I just can't figure out. I've been, because yeah. I've been to doctors, I like my stomachs, I have like a B12 deficiency too. Mm. So I know that plays a huge part in like my energy and yeah. my, like, like my gut health, but it's just like, I, I think there's a hormone imbalance as well, but I just can't yeah. figure on it yet. Like I do, I went so many different doctors and testings and yeah, I know even the hormonal stuff. Yeah. Like I haven't yeah. really talked to my, my gynecologist about that, but that's have them check your insulin level too. I mean, it's not going to hurt to check it. You yeah, know what absolutely. I mean? Cause you could have an in- insulin thing going on or anything. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. Cause I just, there's, I feel like there's something off. And I think that's with my, like my whole family, like my, all the women in my family, we all feel the same way where we're like, so it could be something so let me ask you this question. Do any of your, uh, any of your females in your family have the body shape where they've got thin arms and legs and then a round middle? Um, no, I think we're, we're all kind of like hourglass figure. And, okay. and we, I think we're, no, I don't think that's, we don't have that. Okay. Cause that's sort of a classic PCOS thing where somebody's like thin in the legs and arms and then their, their midsection they can't lose it can't no lose matter it. what. So okay. that's a classic piece. And not to say that you still can't have it and you just yeah. don't have that, but no, I, I don't have all the signs of PCOS either, but no. I, it's one of those things where there's a whole range of symptoms. And if you have X amount of those, like mm-hmm. you're not going to have all of them necessarily, but if you have a certain number of them, then they consider you having PCOS. Yeah. Cause so. I, I have to say like, for me, like what, where I carry it is mostly like my stomach, my hips and thighs. Mm-hmm. And so it's more that area. I'm trying to think. Like a pear shape sort of yeah. maybe. It's like, yeah, that's where it, it, it likes to sit and not. Good times. Go away. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Isn't it? It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. <sighs> <Absolutely. laughs> 
<laughs> Boy, this conversation's all over the place. I, I love know. it. <laughs> I love it. I know. That's, that's the best times when you can just go off and another so stuff. So back to Scoopy stuff. Back yeah, to okay. Spooky stuff for a second. So right before we, I came to do this with you. Yeah. So I love Ghost Adventures, the show Ghost Adventures. Obsessed. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So to, have you watched his new movie, Demon House? No, I don't think I can. Okay. So this is what happened. Okay. Bef I'm like, oh, I finally found it. Cause again, I follow him on Instagram because yeah. I'm a nerd. And they had said like, there's a new ghost adventure. Like, and I read it that it's a new a ghost adventures episode. And I've been looking for it on there and I can't find it. And so finally today I'm like, maybe it's like a standalone show. And sure enough, it is. Oh, so he did, he did a documentary on that demon house, that house that he bought in Indiana. Yes. So I'm excited to watch it. And then we're watching the intro of it. And it says like, viewer discretion is advised, blah, 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 blah. And then it says like, some demonologists think that demons can attach to you just through watching shit. And I'm like, no. No. So I said to Mike, I'm like, I want to watch this, but I'm sort of scared to watch it now just because of my past, whatever. Yeah. I don't fuck with that shit. No, same here. But, but we started watching it anyways. And so I, I, we started watching it because I didn't get to watch the whole thing because I had to stop to come do this thing. Yeah. And, um, but we're watching it. Of course, it's very interesting and stuff. And I don't know what to make of it. You know, mm -hmm. I never know. You never know if like, yeah. like half of it's fake or whatever. I don't care. Right. It's still entertaining either way. I, know, I love it. Yeah. But it's pretty creepy. And like we're watching it and it was getting to the part where they're talking about the exorcisms and all that stuff, which oh. freaked me I, it freaks uh -uh. me out. So I started getting anxious yeah. and I was like, oh no, I'm having anxiety. And I'm like, I know it's triggered by that. Like I, yeah. certain things I know obviously trigger certain anxiety in me. Uh -huh. That's one of them. Like I can't watch any movies with that kind of stuff in it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I still have to finish that. Oh, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to finish it cause it's creepy, but See, I probably so. will. I have a funny story about ghost adventures uh so me and my mom love watching it like we love watching that and like other ghosts yeah like dead files on travel channel yeah. that one so we because they ever all the new episodes went on discovery plus yes ever. we bought i, I got extra yeah I yeah had to my, have it. my sister got it so we like put it on ours and we started watching it and so i i'm very sent I, i've become more sensitive to a lot of energies and things and yeah. like I wasn't before. Sorry, my necklace got all tangled. <laughs> it's the spirits. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and I, we were watching it. And it was about like a, a demonic presence yeah. in this house. And, you know, I was like watching. I was like, mm. my throat felt like really tight. And like, it just felt really heaviness. And I was telling my mom, I'm like, I don't feel good. I said, I don't think I can watch this. Like it, it was. I was being affected by it. Yeah. And she was like, I'm, she was like, I'm feeling the same way. I'm like, turn this off. Yeah. And certain ones really get me. Yeah. I can't. And I know a lot of his stuff's got a lot darker recently. Yeah. Like, you know, the last season. Yeah. Yeah. Season two. Um, so I'm like, I don't know if I can watch it. Cause it, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Certain ones really get me. Yeah. It like affects, it affects like us. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched it since because I kind of got freaked out. Yeah. But, like I used to watch it all the time. Yeah. I love it. That used to be my thing. Like we we would watch it and in bed while we were going to sleep. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I was fine as long as Mike was awake. 
Yeah. As soon as he would fall asleep, I would start getting creeped out. Mm -hmm. And then it started to where I would be creeped out to get up and go to the bathroom. And then also I started having creepy dreams. So I'm like, I can't watch this at night anymore. Like when I'm going to bed, because I feel like even if it's just mentally, which probably 99% of it is mental. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you psych yourself out and then you get freaked out and whatever. But I just feel like you can invite things because if you're paying attention and something, then stuff's like, well, she's paying attention. So, mm-hmm. so I have, I've, I'm always super careful about that stuff. And like, like a lot of times, like when we, we usually, when we watch the show, it'll be like Friday evening, like yeah. after work and stuff like that. And so by the time I go to bed, I've like, it's kind of gotten out of my mind or whatever. Yeah. So that I'm not so like focused on it and stuff, but yeah, I, it's such a conundrum because I'm fascinated by all that stuff, but I also know like you have to be careful with it too, you know? I agree. I'm the same way. I'm very, I love learning it, like watching it and watching the stories. It fascinates me. And, but a lot of the darker stuff, it like ninjas me at night where I'm by myself and I'm like, I hear a noise. Son of a bitch. And then like, I feel like my, our house is very, uh, active. So we do have oh. on a lot and my bedroom, like it sounds like you can hear someone walking. Like, it's like the TV, like when you walk, you hear this TV stand shift, like, or what's in front of my bed. And like, so when I was yeah. watching that, a lot of that stuff, it was a little bit more active and like, kind of, I, I don't know why ever since I was a kid, I always like would sleep with like the covers, like literally yeah. over the almost. So when I hear that, I literally go like, and like, look for it. <laughs> like gonna yeah. confront whoever's in the room <laughs> yeah that's creepy yeah it's funny because I'm the exact opposite and I know I'm the oddball there like I have to have the the blinds up in my room mm-hmm. and I can't have my face Probably. high like I like I want to be aware okay. like everyone like Mike's always like why do I like put the shades down I'm like no if something's in the yard I want to see it like I want to know that and I know that I'm the weirdo. No, and it makes you feel I, comfortable. Do it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, yeah, most people are like, no, you don't want to see. It. I'm like, yeah, I do. I want to know it's there so I can like get the fuck out of Dodge or whatever. Right. <laughs> whatever. I I know I'm the same way. I have to like cover, but then I'm gonna confront it. If I hear something, I'm gonna be like, what is this? Yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. I'm glad we don't have anything like that in our house. Um, good. I mean, like, I never have bad feelings. But yeah. like, I usually feel more peace and comfort. Like maybe I'm like, okay, mm. it's just like my angels or a loved one there. Right. Yeah. But occasionally I'll get like that heavy feeling. Like a I'm, creepy vibe. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't normal. Like I need yeah. to see the house. <laughs> yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. I've had a couple things. Like I get those things where, I don't know if you've ever had these where, and I don't know, I can't think of what they're, if they even have a name, if I figured that out yet or not, but <clears throat> where you're sound asleep and your eyes just pop open and you can see stuff in the room. Is it like, are you like, you feel like you're, you can't move? I can move during yeah. it, but like, I don't feel like I'm being held down, but like, I'll just, my eyes will pop open and I'll see things in the room and it happens. Um, it's not, it's not, a, it's not super occasionally or anything like that, but enough to where it's, it happens, you know, yeah. it's been, it's happened more than a couple times. Um, 
And so, like, now I know that that more than likely is just your, some sort of weird dream thing. Mm-hmm. Although it's always random stuff that I'm not dreaming about. So I don't know where that th- ties into it. But um, that's creepy. Yeah. Is it like a vivid dream too? Or like, do you see things more vividly when you... Your eyes are open and you're looking at the thing. So the, the one, I'll just tell you, the, this is all the ones that have happened to me. Mm-hmm. The very first one, my eyes popped open. There was a woman with blonde flowing hair and a white gown hovering above the bed. And it looked like, like the classic ghost, like wind was blowing through her hair and her gown and everything like that. And then I'm looking at it. And then, then your brain goes, that's not supposed to be there. Yeah. And you freak out and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. The second one happened. It was, (laughs) this one was terrifying. So I woke up my eyes popped open at the foot of the bed. There was this thing standing there that looked like predator, you know, oh, predator from the movie. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at it and it's standing at the foot of the bed. And then my brain goes, that's really not supposed to be here. <laughs> and I started kicking and screaming and Mike's like, what the hell is going on? You know? Yeah. And then of course it disappeared. Like as soon as you acknowledge that it's not supposed to be there, it kind of goes away. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen a spider that was about this big. I've seen spiders a couple times, okay. and I've seen these other things that were like, like morphing sort of balls of light. Mm-hmm. And so those are the those are the times that that's happened. Most of the time, it's either the ball of light, mm-hmm. and then I've seen the spider. To one, not too long ago, as a matter of fact, a couple months ago, I was laying in bed, my eyes popped open. I watched a spider about this big crawl from one side of the room all the way across the ceiling to right above my head and then it disappeared but this time while it was going on my brain goes okay this is one of those things that happens and I didn't get scared that time because my brain recognized that it was one of those things and so I literally just watched the spider crawl across the and it was this bit it wasn't like a real spider But like, so like freaky, this like, yeah, were you, you weren't scared at all. Like, did you this time I wasn't, I mean, I was, it's mildly disconcerting, but my brain goes, okay, this is one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, so every time that's happened, like before you kind of like your brain registers, oh, this isn't supposed mm -hmm. to be here. What was like your initial like emotion or like, it's just kind of like, okay, my eyes pop open and you're just like looking at it, not really making sense of what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. so you're just kind of viewing it and then it's like your brain kicks in and goes that's not supposed to be there yeah yeah it's pretty right, freaky yeah. that is that would freak me out. i i've ha- thankfully never had that knock on wood hopefully it doesn't i've had like, weird noises or um i've had like like loved ones like i've like i feel like i've had like during meditation like i've seen mm. them um, so, oh, I've had that too, for sure. I love that one, but yeah. I thankfully I haven't seen anything. I heard one time, it's mostly noises. I hear it hmm. and I feel it. Um, one time I was laying in bed and I, it, I could just sense something like walking around. Cause like, I don't like you know, that. And, and I was just like, mm, okay, I'm like, don't freak out. Maybe it's just a nice, you know, like, I think my initial thought is like, oh, this isn't good, but it could, it could be because I'm more scared right whatever you know I hear something but I then I started hearing something and it sounded like someone clearing their throat going 
like that they're gonna say something and I was oh. like no <laughs> I like shouted I was like no, yeah I'm like sleeping. nope we're not doing that here oh yeah I'm like no I'm sleeping you cannot do this and like I like yelled at whatever that was yeah, that's like, you're nice I'm sorry but no <laughs> not now. yeah not in this house we don't do that in this house <laughs> yeah no I'm like no nope. if you want to visit me during the day you want to talk to me even then though oh See, I'm like like I think I would feel more at ease during the day, like in sunlight, like more comfortable. Yeah. Like if it was, I'm thinking like good stuff, not bad stuff. Yeah. I, but I see like a lot of things out of the corner of my eye, like during mm. the day. Like when I'm working the door, I feel like a shadow. Oh. Is that just me? Am I crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the only other thing that really weird happened in this house was one time I was sound asleep again, sound asleep. And I felt it was like somebody had a fingertip, like their fingertip was cool. Mm -hmm. And they went like this right here on my forehead. And my eyes popped open because I felt it like somebody took their yeah. finger and went like that right on my forehead. And my eyes popped open and I saw this tall man with long black hair kind of whoosh out the door wow and okay i happen to have a friend who's tall with long black hair who passed away and so that was my vibe but yeah. but that i mean that's just your brain making connections yeah. too I could but i definitely felt this fingertip and it was like nice and cool mm -hmm. right in the middle of my forehead like that and then my eyes popped open and it was like this and it was almost like a, a mental image mm -hmm. than an actual physical image. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It was weird. Well, maybe it was. Maybe it was coming to say hi. That one. Really yeah, that one didn't. It didn't. It was weird, but it didn't like scare me. I mean, it, it was kind of like, okay, what was that? But it wasn't like panicky feeling. Yeah. That I see. I'd rather have that where you feel calm in a sense where you're like okay it's not I'm not fearful right now it's, yeah but, but that, but I wonder why if he was there why yeah. did he wake up in the middle of the night like it's like when do you come then <laughs> yeah it's weird it's weird you know yeah I have dreams I have dreams a lot of times with him and I'm too where he'll just be oh, there that's nice. like I had one um I had one a couple days ago actually where I was actually um on tour and the whole entourage was there and I kept catching glimpses of him in the background and he had a plate of food <laughs> and I kept going like hey like I was gonna go talk to him and then something would either take him away or I would get distracted to someplace else so I never got to talk to him but I kept seeing him like off in the distance and like be like hey Hey, yeah. like I was going to go talk to him and it, like, there was something always keeping us from talking to each other. Yeah. I thought that was oh, kind of weird. Yeah. But at the same sense, you're like, that's awesome. I get to see him. And yeah, it was like a peek over the hedge yeah. a little bit. It's weird. Yeah. That's crazy. I hear sometimes like when you're in that dream state and people have uh, visitations from loved ones mm -hmm. and they can't remember that conversation. They I never can remember. Yeah. yeah. It's like they're not supposed to or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I feel like that's true. Yeah. I because, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. 
I've had several dreams about <clears throat> after my father died, after my grand my grandma and grandpa died, after this goes clear back to when I was still in um, in school, high school, one of my classmates died that I just loved. And after he died, I had, the, and it's all the same sort of formula where I'm in a room, a nondescript room, talking to them. And then I don't remember anything that was said after the fact, but it's the same formula each time. Absolutely. It's, it's frustrating because you're like, I want to remember that. Like, I want to yeah. remember what, or what we talked about or like, I have uh, dreams of loved ones who's passed, but then I can't remember half of it mm -hmm. or we don't get to hug or interact. And I'm yeah. Like, I yeah. Hug yeah. Yeah. And I remember the one dream I had after my dad's, and sometimes they do show up again. I haven't had any of my grandparents, but my dad's made return appearances. Yeah. And like my other friend has made return appearances. And sometimes they're just dreams, yeah. but sometimes they feel like there's extra something. Yeah. And my dad, when he was alive, was sort of like a uh, depressed, kind of sort of grouchy person. Mm -hmm. And, um, but he also had this other side that was really goofy and playful. Mm -hmm. And that's usually how he was with me. Like he was silly with until, until I got older and then I was an asshole and he was <laughs> a dick to me, but whatever. But, um, <laughs> when I was young, like he was really goofy. Like he would make up stupid songs and just like stupid, silly, goofy stuff, make noises yeah. and weird stuff. And so after he died, I had this dream where he looked young, like he did when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And it was like all the negative parts of his personality were gone. And it was just that goofy, happy version of him, yeah. like what he should have been like, minus all of the uh, like negative stuff yeah. that he had for whatever reason that I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And so it was like really nice to see him like happy and like how he should have been yeah. in life, you know? Oh, that's wonderful. Those are the kind of dreams yeah. that you love. Like you're like, I want to remember them and like keep dreaming them. Yeah. Like, me every yeah. Night. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Like I want to keep having, like, I want to see you happy like that. You yeah. know, that's the best. I've, I can't see the dreams I have of loved ones. It's like just a dream. I feel like I, I'm not getting a message per se or, or having that kind of interaction or it's like a weird scenario. And yeah. Like, what, what's happening? But I, I remember one, one dream um, with my grandma, my dad's mom, she came in and I wasn't able to talk to her, but she went directly to my dad and they were just hugging and holding hands. And I was like, Oh, this is the best just to see that. Yeah. I that was a really good dream. Don't you kind of feel like, and maybe there's a veil there that we're not allowed to pierce. Like we mm -hmm. can see you, but mm -hmm. we can't get that close because there is that separation because they're over there and we're over here. So we can only get so close to them. Oh yeah, you know? I agree. I completely think there, like you said, there's that veil where occasionally we can interact or, you know, yeah. through. Pierce through it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I think, I think through our dreams and even meditation, we can kind of, um, either, either raise our vibration or like get ourselves through that veil. Yeah. And that's where I start worrying about 
messing with stuff. Yes. Yeah. The same way. Cause like anytime I do like tarot card readings or um, pendulum or even mm-hmm. like the hypnosis or meditation, I always, what I've been taught and learned like is just to um, open up like your circle or whatever, or prayer mm-hmm. with prayer mm-hmm. and like the universal white light. And like you, you state like only God's unconditional love and universal love can be in, allowed in this space mm-hmm. in the messages. And so that's like what I've been taught. That's what I always do. I open and close with that mm-hmm. and that I'm like, okay, only, and I kind of envision like white light around me. Yeah. That helps me feel safe and protected. Yeah. And nothing can pierce that, you know, darkness. Yeah. So I have a question. Yeah. Maybe you know about this. So one, I, I used to go to this one therapist and uh, towards the end of me seeing her, we started doing this thing where she would tap me. Yeah. You know what that is? What yeah. is that? I, it, I, it, it was so long ago. I actually want to learn how to do that. I've been told I need to do that for me. <laughs> it's called EFT tapping. It's, um, oh shoot, what is it called? Like, I forget what it means. Like emotional, is it emotional? I don't know. But it's like you're tapping energetic points in your body that can connect to um, like triggers or stress or emotions. Mm. So you can do like tap here. I think like here, your mouth, your your throat, your heart, other places. Yeah. It's like you're, I don't know all, all of it's about, but I, I know the gist of that, I think. But that's- It supposed- was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like she held my hands. I want to say she held my hands or tapped my, tapped me on the wrists or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember now because this was a very long time ago, yeah. but it was really interesting because, and I remember being really emotionally, like it was very emotional. And like, I remember at the time thinking that was more emotional than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was That's- really interesting. You should try it again. If that feels like comfortable, you know, to release some stuff like yeah, it, it was kind of cool. I, um, that's one of the classes that wasn't in my program, but I'm like, I really want to learn that. I think that's really a cool technique. Yeah. A, a, a way to release some emotions or, uh, maybe attack, not like demons or spirit attachments, sure, sure. attachments that we're holding on to from like past emotions. Yeah, I, I think she explained it where you're, you're associating a uh, uh, an emotion with a feeling. That's why I think that's why they did the tapping so that you were feeling something physical at the same time you were feeling something emotional or something like that. Yeah, that and so it, and it, so it had a sort of keeping like keeping you the, the feel of it attached to the emotion or something like mm-hmm. that. I can't remember though, but I, I remember I enjoy, we only did it the one time and then I quit, I can't remember why I quit going. I quit going for yeah. some, maybe my insurance ran out or yeah. like something like that. But um, I, I remember I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing, we were talking about self-esteem and all that kind of stuff. The last therapist that I, and she's moved out of state now. She one time was, because we, we always talked about this whole body image thing and self-worth and where it all, like, where does this all stem from in me and all this kind of stuff. And so she would ask me, like, think back to yourself as a child, you know, Mm -hmm. 
and like really picture this in your head. Picture how you felt, what you looked like, all that kind of stuff. Really picture it. And so she had me focus on that for a while. And then she said, now picture telling that person all the negative stuff that you tell yourself. Mm-hmm. And that really freaked me out. Yeah. Because I could picture, like, I, I could just picture this poor little kid. And, you know, and like, also because I'm a mom, like I picture my, my son and if somebody was saying these awful things to him mm-hmm. and, and that you do that to yourself, like we're still that little person. Yeah. And to think of abusing that little, like I'm getting choked up thinking about that, did, like picturing like abusing that little kid, you mm-hmm. know, and it, and I, I tried I try to hold on to that feeling, but it's so hard when you are in the middle of being stressed out and, and whatever, but that was a valuable tool. It is. It, I love, cause that's some of the stuff that I've been working on too, is it's like a, your inner child. You're, um, yeah. you're talking to that. Cause we always, we will always still have that little inner child with us. Yeah. And so it's wonderful to do some meditations where you can connect and, you know, love that child and, yeah. and, you know, appreciate that and kind of like you're, you know, play with your inner child a bit. Like you imagine yeah. pushing them on the swing or, you know, making them happy and, yeah. you yeah. know, having fun with them. And that in, in turn is you're, you're nourishing yourself. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, like, you know, you know, you look at children and they're born perfect. Yes. You know, they're born perfect. They don't have any negativity. They're just these perfect little beings. They have no negative thoughts Then nothing, but you know, pure. Yeah. And then you think about like, we all are that we were that at one point. And then to think of that, all this negative stuff in the world around you, maybe from your family, maybe from people that you went to school with society, whatever takes that perfect little pure thing. And like, destroys it essentially and like it's really sad like I think about that like one of the reasons why I'm sad like I'm pretty much sad all the time well because I think about my son and like how perfect he I mean he's this Mm -hmm. perfect little thing and then you know I make mistakes as a parent his dad makes mistakes he makes mistakes we all make mistakes Mm -hmm. and then you think about how but you started out this perfect little pure thing and now you have all these experiences that are negative yeah. Sometimes by your own actions and whatever, but it's such a sad thing that we can't stay in that like perfect, happy, pure yes I, state. It's just so it's so you, depressing. You want to protect those, you know, all the children. Yes. Like you know, yeah. stay that way. You know, don't let the world yeah get to you. Like they're you know that's why we want to protect our babies so much. Like yes. Just, love them, be happy, enjoy your childhood, be, be a child, enjoy everything. Well, and then including your own self, because Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can picture a time before, like I picture the per the the moment when I was very a happy, innocent, like didn't, wasn't insecure, nothing like that. No negative thoughts. I can picture that age. And then to think that that poor little thing, had to go through all this garbage and like get all of that self-esteem wrecked and it's so it's really sad to think that we all go through that why like why did that have to happen no 
And then when I think like I have some friends that were horribly abused and I think of how just, it makes me so sick for them. Like to think of, cause I love them so much. And to think of that perfect little person that they were being abused. I'm just like, it, 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 it makes me physically sick mm-hmm. thinking about any little person being put through anything like that. It like literally breaks my heart. Like mm-hmm. it makes me sick. It, yeah, it just makes me so sad. Yeah. It, it, it makes me sick and angry where you're like, yes. want to beat the loving fucking yes. hell out of them and be like, how could you ever touch an yeah. innocent child? Like, yeah, it makes like, me yeah, so it, sick. It breaks your heart. Cause they had, they went through that they experienced and yeah like, it wasn't fair they did yeah. nothing to deserve that and no. it makes me so angry and sad that like certain people just have just are suffering yeah. you know of of no no consequence of their own action they didn't do anything to deserve that suffering at all it's not like when you're a grown adult and you make a stupid choice and you yeah. suffer the consequences of your action you're a child you have no choice in the matter you know what yeah. i mean you don't it just know. makes me so sick right you don't know and yeah you don't know it's just yeah. so sad to me to think about how many people have like just and are doing are going through it right now yes it's it it breaks your heart thinking that like any innocent child you know it, yeah. or experience any kind of pain in the world and they should just be enjoying happiness yeah joy you know love and yeah and that we can't carry that through our whole life, like because of all the experiences that we have, negative experiences that we have, yeah, it, wreck, it wrecks that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It cheats us all. We all get cheated. Yeah, and it's and then it, you you can carry that. And yeah, so, you know that's the we thing do. You <laughs> do with you know, and that, that's and why it, we're needing therapy. <laughs> Into therapy. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's why I need you to fix me. I told Mike, I said I was going to tell you to fix me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we'll work together. I think I have. I actually, my one of my teachers just gave me a child inner child meditation. I'll oh, cool! I'll send it to you. Yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah. I think it's super helpful. I really do. Okay. I really do. Yeah, I've done a couple. Like I found on YouTube, and I was like crying through like all of them like oh my god like it it was it It is it's weird yeah and you just feel so much we you know healthier and happier afterwards it makes me so sad though like I feel I it makes me sad I I don't know ever since I was a kid time has bothered me like the passing of time like and so I'm always again I'm just always in this constant state of sadness because time is just never stops. It just keeps going yeah. and going and going and going and it gets exponentially faster. Oh the yeah. That you get. As we get older, it's like a blink of an eye, like this year, yeah. I can't believe it's June already. And I'm like, I don't remember that as a kid. Like it, it just. Going no, away. summer felt like it was six months long as a kid. Yes. You enjoyed every minute and you're like, yes, oh, it's school time, but like it was. Yeah. Weak. But even then you, you know, you got the most out of school, even when you're little. Yeah. yeah. Got kind of crappy later but yeah yeah it's such a I don't know I I just I think I think I think too hard about stuff and then I start getting depressed about it and then like again with my son and stuff I'm like he's so perfect and I'm so afraid of screwing him up all the time and like what how is my behavior affecting him that later in life he's gonna be like my mom used to do xyz and it made me feel xyz and I'm just like oh you know 
know, but, but you know what you, i think every parent feels that exactly i hope so i mean we should i think and i and yeah you you're you're a a mama bear you love your baby you know just talking i do but i I feel like i just feel like i fail all the time no no (laughs) at everything (laughs) we're all imperfect that's the but that's the perfect thing about us i hate that though like i hate that i know See, that's the thing about being a perfectionist. Like in my mind, if you're a perfectionist, that means you do everything perfect. And so I never thought that I was a perfectionist, but that's the whole point of being a perfectionist is that you think you fuck everything up. Oh yeah. I'm the same way, like with work or anything. I'm like, I have to be, I want it to be the best work I can give it and be perfect. And when it isn't, you're like, you judge yourself completely. Yeah. Well, and then do you do this sort of thing where well, I can't be perfect anyways, so I'm just gonna say fuck it. <laughs> and moments of that, yeah, I'm like. Well, and then, but then you like torture yourself over that, so it's like you can't, you just can't win. Because so if you try your best, it's not gonna be good enough. And then if you just say, well, fuck it, I don't care, it's not gonna be good enough. So either way, you don't win. It, it's one of those moments where it's like an impasse. Where like, well, what the hell? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's what always ends up happening with like the whole diet thing. Cause it's like, okay, well, I've been starving myself for a month now and I've lost zero pounds. Yeah. I, I, and then you just go, fuck it. I'm going to eat then. <laughs> I'm going to go out and eat some food and then I'm going to have a stomach ache. <laughs> and then I gained 15 pounds in two yeah. weeks. And then I'm like, awesome. But I couldn't lose any weight when I was starving myself for a month. Cool. Exactly. I know. I'm the same thing. Oops, sorry. I shut the door open. Um, <laughs> and I actually stepped on my dog's tail. She's growling at me now. Sorry. Honey. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm the same way where like, you know, you, you diet and you can't get anywhere and you're like, I lost like an ounce. Ooh. Yeah. What? Yeah. After all that hard work and torture. Yeah. And it's like, we'll see starving. Yeah. You're like, I want to eat. <laughs> I know. Cause it makes you happy. It does. <laughs> No, and everything's censored around it. Everybody, like you said, everybody wants to meet for lunch or like holidays. It's like, ooh, what are we gonna cook for Christmas dinner? Right. And like all the, you know, the shenanigans leading up to it, like all the cookies every single day and fudge and like candy and, ugh, Lord. Halloween. We, you're still, you're still eating Halloween stuff by the time you get to Thanksgiving and that Thanksgiving, you leading into Christmas and then Christmas to New Year's and then New Year's, New Year's to Valentine's day and then Valentine's to Easter. And so this like, this like massive chunk of the year is like food fest to food fest to candy to can you know, all this absolutely. I think I still have candy from Easter. Like I'll sneak we in. Do. Like, it's so good. I think it is. My mom sent Dirk a bunch of candy. Um, I think it was, yeah, I think it was Easter. And I just found his, like his, we had his Easter basket on top of the refrigerator because he was going hog wild on it every day and then being a complete spaz. So we put it on the top of the refrigerator. We're like, if you want candy, ask and we'll bring it down. So anyway, I pulled out this Easter basket yesterday or a couple, not yesterday, a couple of days ago. And I'm like, ooh, there's peanut M&Ms in here. So I open them up and I'm like, they've got that gray chalk on them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I'm like, eh, I'm going to eat a couple anyways, because why would I not? And like, it M&M- tasted like garbage. Oh, I hate that. You're like, I'm going to eat some of it. And you're like, this doesn't taste good whatsoever. And but like, I'll still eat a couple it. more. Yeah. So, 
it's like I want to taste some more in case it's just those yeah things. maybe yeah maybe I better try this again just in case Good it was just a fluke and those ones were the bad ones you're the one yeah the yeah even though they're all dusty with like this weird gray stuff I don't know what it is or like have you ever bought a candy bar or something you open it up and it's got that like like a slime it's like yeah it's like a weird chalky thing I don't yeah. know what it's probably mold or something I don't oh. know eat it anyways yeah. whatever oh yeah it's I, I was the same way when I opened I'm like well shit do I eat it looks pretty like like the just gross. The like because it's like tech you know stuck to the wrapper and I'm like I'll just try it what the yeah. I'm just gonna eat it I'll power through exactly. <laughs> gee I wonder why I'm so overweight and sick in my stomach all the time stupid it's probably all the, the cra crazy process that <laughs> made that slime that's yes. coating my intestines yes <laughs> or you get some like ice cream out of the fridge it's got freezer burn on it eh, oh. I'll eat around that part that's the worst you're like I'm just gonna scrape it off and get rid of it <laughs> gross it's not even good that's the thing no it's it has like a weird taste and you're like this is <laughs> It's, it's, now. it's just this weird comfort thing or something I don't know it's the same reason why I'm telling you it's the same reason why people take drugs and stuff like yeah. they know they're making themselves sick but but it makes them happy in a weird way yeah you know yeah, yeah I I feel like that I think food and like I was telling my sister this other what was a while ago and I'm like I was on Pinterest you know you're just looking at like random mm -hmm. stuff on there and it was like about addictions or it was, I don't know how I got on it, but it was like food, you know, any kind of like food is just like an addiction because you still have that want and crave for it. But then yeah. I can't even remember what it was, but we had like me and her were like, oh my God, that's so right. Like, yeah. Well, and then if you think about it, you think about a baby, every time they cry, you feed them. Yeah. And so we're literally trained from birth when we're unhappy, right. we get food. And it is, we, we yeah. give presents or like Valentine's Day, we give gifts yeah. for like, uh, you know, here's chocolate, here's a, you yeah, know, or, everything. You know, or as a, like a reward, oh, here, let's go get this food for yeah. good. Yeah. Cause I can distinctly remember, you know, like having a bad day and my mom would be like, well, let's go get ice cream. Yeah. That's not, that's not abnormal. That's like common behavior people do, you know? Exactly. And then it's a fun, like you remember that, oh, that was great. And you associate all those yeah. memories. Because it lifted your mood. Yeah. And it tasted yeah. delicious in the meanwhile. It sure damn did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense that it makes sense that people go to like food for comfort because you associate yeah. it with family holidays yeah. and again times. you're a baby crying your mom gives you milk yeah you know trained pretty early at that reward system there oh, yeah absolutely <laughs> i'm sad feed me feed me i'm crying help me <laughs> i still do i cry i'm crying go get me give me a chocolate bar i know right let me let me have that cookie that'll make yes. me better yeah. Meanwhile, the whole time I'm eating it, I'm going, I hate myself for eating this cookie. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I, I, you're like, I'm not going to regret it. And then you're like three cookies. Yeah, in. I will. Yeah. Yes. One more. I'm already in it. Well get <laughs> yeah, I'm already in this deep. What, 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 what's the whole thing going to hurt me? Exactly. Yeah. And then you're like, uh, 
horrible. I hate it. Yeah. It's awful. It's a vicious cycle. It really is. Yeah. And it's so funny because like the books I'm reading right now, it's all about that. Like how then, you know, eating and we associate it with all that. Yeah. It's crazy to like, to read about it. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's so right. And like, we're talking about it. Yeah. Well, and then you get mad. Like, I don't know. I, I assume everybody does this, but like you get mad. So like when you go on the strict diet and you're doing really well, you're sticking to it, you're seeing some progress and then like holidays come around mm-hmm. or you go to work and someone brings in donuts or whatever and then like you get this angry chip on your shoulder because you're like well I can't have any of that Mm -hmm. you know and then people are trying to get you to eat it and then you got to justify why you can't eat it it's like this whole like my husband he's a type 1 diabetic right Mm -hmm. so when he was first diagnosed because he was older they assumed he had type 2 which is ridiculous because he had besides the high blood sugar, he's tall, skinny. Like he had none of the mannerisms of like a type two diabetic, but so they misdiagnosed him type two. He's a type one. So anyway, when he was diagnosed, like we would go to family gatherings and people would be like, Oh, can have some pie. He's like, I can't eat pie. I have diabetes. Like, well, aunt Joe eats it and he's fine. He's like, yeah, aunt Joe got his toe cut off last week because of it. But so he would constantly have to justify why he couldn't eat stuff because people I don't think could rectify the fact that he was skinny Mm -hmm. and like not allowed to eat pie and whatever. And he still goes through this to this day. Like at work, they'll have like, oh, we're going to have a, we're going to cater in food. What do you want? And he's like, well, I can't eat anything. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, why not? And it's like, as a 50 some year old person, you shouldn't have to justify your diet choices to your coworkers or whoever, you know what I mean? Exactly. You're like, if it's hate, I hate when they question it or like, Oh no, just have right. some mm, like can't. vegans. I'm sure go through this all the time or gluten-free people. And yeah. Yeah. Like, well, why can't you eat it? It's like, it's none of your business. First of all, yeah, I choose not to just leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to leave me alone. But like, yeah, you get this like diet anger, because no. everybody else is like stuffing their face full of this stuff. And you're just like, I can't have any. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like grumpy all the time. And then you're just like, finally, sometimes you're like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to eat it. Just going to have it. And then it's a down road, you know. Yes. Once you, that. once you like, that's how I am. I'm like all in or all out. I can't do this middle ground thing. And so if I'm strict, I'm strict. Yes. And then as soon as I get to track, it's like a, I always say it's like a shark with one drop of blood in the water, mm. throw yep. a chocolate bar at me and it's all hell breaks loose. I'm on a frenzy. That's going to take me months to get back on track. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you lose your mindset. You're yes. like, you kind of feel defeated and you're like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take a little real quick break. Once I get out of that mode, it's really hard to get back into it. Yeah, it's hard because you have to have that motivation. You do. Like, oh, let's do this. I, I want to feel good. I want to like, yeah, feel healthy. Just that's, you know, feel good health and wellness. And, but sometimes it's hard to get into that mindset. It is. It's very hard. And that's kind of what happened. So last winter, not this current winter, the winter before, whenever that was, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> it all blurs into one. I was walking like a lot. So I was walking like multiple times a day and I was usually walking like close to five miles every day. 
And then um, it got hot. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do Taibo instead. So I was doing Taibo every day. And then um, I have a, this thing on my spine. I'm not going to get into it because it's who cares, but I have a problem with my spine. It's got this thing on it and it'll cause sometimes parts of my legs to go numb. Oh, no. And so it was getting really numb. And so I called the neurologist and she's like, please quit doing Tybo. <laughs> and so I had, cause she didn't know if that was aggravating it or yeah. whatever. And so then I quit doing Tybo. So I couldn't walk mm -hmm. and I couldn't do Tybo. And so that really screwed me up. And yeah. so then again, you get out of the habit mm -hmm. and one thing leads to another and you're back in your, you know, shitty routine. Yeah. And then getting back into it is so freaking hard. Oh, it is like anything like that. Like if you have like a, a little <coughs> or something to stop you, you're like, well, I can't do it. And what am I going to do? Well, yeah. You just go back to the ba yeah. like, basic. And then if you have that sort of addictive personality or whatever, then it's like your excuse not to do it anymore. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's hard. It sucks. It's so it really hard. sucks. Like I'm so like amazed by people who can like people like The Rock, Henry Cavill, like mm -hmm. uh, any of those kind of people who can like change their bodies so insanely. Yes. And like the amount of dedication and sacrifice that takes to get into that kind of shape is insane to me and so i'm always just like blown away by any kind of athletes that are oh yeah like athletes or actors that do those things for film roles or whatever I, i'm just like i worship these people because not in the gross way but just like to be able to have that kind of fortitude mm -hmm. to do that transformation is just and, and also they have chefs they have trainers they have the money that they're not going to the office 10 hours a day, right? Sitting driving on the freeway, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it'd be real, not, not easy, but it would be a lot easier to be able to do that in that situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm always like super amazed by those people. Yeah, I agree. I'm like, I, I wish I had that motivation to drive. Yeah. Days you're, you're just tired. You know, you work all day. Right. You, have, you have to take care of your family. You got to make dinner. You got to do stuff. Yep. You have responsibilities. And then you're like, you're trying to fit in that, you know, I got to work out. I got to exercise. Or, right. You know, and then some days you just don't want to do anything. Yeah. And some, yeah, you're just so tired. Like, I just want to lay on the couch and just kind of take a nap. <laughs> Here he is sneaking in. Now he's shy. Oh, hello. He misses his mama. <laughs> He's used to this on Friday nights. I'm oh, usually yeah. MIA. Yeah. <laughs> doing it for a while too. Uh, yeah. I think I started this before Christmas. So yeah. Cause the first uh -huh. one I had the Christmas tree up. So it was before Christmas. I so yeah, I think you. you're, well, you're the 26th one. Oh, number 26. <laughs> but some of those weeks I had, uh, yeah, some of them, there was two. I've only, I think I've only skipped two weeks. Okay. Cause I had the can last week. I didn't feel good. And then the other time I didn't feel good. So yeah. Anyways, take care of you first. Well, I, I hate rescheduling them cause I feel bad, but I mean, what can you do? Sometimes yeah, you don't feel good. Yeah. You don't mean to just happen. Yeah. Especially if you're not yeah. feeling good. You can't, 
you know, that yeah. just sucks every, all your energy and you're like, right. I just need to heal. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you're just like having those anxiety days or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think, oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> they hear my neighbor across the way. Yeah. Like, at home, they're like cars like blaring. Yeah. And, like it just triggers them. <laughs> yeah. My dog barks at everything. Everything. It's a little, it must be a little dog thing because they, she every, is. Yeah. Noise drives me insane. Because we had it because they, I have like, I don't know if you see it, but these like two body pillows on the couch. Yeah. They love, I have it up there for them so they can look yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. And so, be nosy. Yeah. I have the window pulled up during the day while I'm working. Yeah. And just anybody walking by. Yeah. That's how mine is. Mine's half pug and half poodle. Oh, really? Yeah. We're, we're semi cousins. They're, um, yeah. Maltese and poodle. Yeah cuties oh yeah big mouth and the older she gets the louder she gets and I actually read this is very common that with older dogs they'll start barking more and louder because they're losing their hearing a bit and it's true she barks like Mike can't even move she'll start barking at him it's crazy like he'll he'll just look at her like not you don't even have to look at her like if he's in the his chair and he just will go like that she'll start barking at him and like she just keeps going and going and we have cement floors mm-hmm. oh my gosh everything. it's like so loud in here when and she like, starts going does she go for any sudden movements just like yeah they, they're like that too like you're like, like calm down yeah, I think they would know your scent. Like I'm coming down the stairs. It's just me. Yeah, yeah. When my mom comes and stays with us, every time she comes out of the room, she'll she'll start she'll start barking at her. And I'm like, she lives here, dumbass. She's been here for like three months. Why are you still barking at her like she's a stranger? I know. I'm like, she, she did it to Dirk when when Dirk first moved in. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, when he was an infant, she didn't do it. But as soon as he was old enough to toddle around by himself, mm-hmm. he'd walk in the room, she'd start barking. I'm like, dude, he but lives here. It makes me feel better. At least it's not like, I feel like I'm like, what is this or something? Like, why, why are they doing that? But it just it has to be a small dog thing. It, yeah, I think it is. I, I think, think just, is. I think they're, because they're so small, any like movement, they're like going to freak out and start barking. Yeah, Calm down. it's embarrassing when someone comes to drop something off or like, are you like any family or anybody over? Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Um, I think they know that I'm talking about them. They looked at me like, how dare you? They're um, like, yeah, we're embarrassing. We know. But you love me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, I think that family over, my um, dad's cousin came over and they, they, we had, I haven't, I never met them before and they, they did not like them whatsoever. Like, it, it, they just were barking constantly. And I had to keep them up in, in their crate. And yeah. I felt horrible. I had to shut the door. But even then, they just kept barking and barking. And, and I kept bringing them out to like try you know, to cry and then take them out to the bathroom. And they would, they just, it was not, I had a huge headache. By the end That's of the so awkward, too. I know. And I was like, I'm so sorry. This is <laughs> it isn't embarrassing. Even though like I was. Talks. I always feel bad when her bug guy comes because she goes crazy. And like, I can tell he can't stand her. <laughs> He's probably so used to getting barked at like all day, every day. And I'm, I'm just always like, oh, please stop. Please stop. Yeah. So anyway, the, the moral of the story is um, on that sad day when Lily moves on to the, to the next realm, we will not be getting another little dog. <laughs> no, but I think, 
I think um, I've wanted a, a rescued greyhound since the 90s and I just have never gotten one. Yeah. So I think once, you know, we are pet free for a while yeah. and we decide to, to move on to another animal, I think we're going to do a rescued greyhound. And I think they're um, pretty well known for being pretty quiet. Yeah. And mellow, like super chill and yeah, they, not hyper spastics. <laughs> Oh yeah, they I, well I've only been around one greyhound before. Um, my sister got a rescue mm -hmm. and his name was Roy. He was so sweet. But he I don't know what it was, he started growling at my sister. <gasps> yeah, really? She, I know she went through a whole process with the rescue place and and she because she's like they're known to be like, you know, docile quiet. Yeah, very chill. And so she didn't know what happened. So she had, unfortunately, because she, she has kids. Um, yeah. They were, this was like two, three years ago. So they're, my, my niece is 15 now, but that was, I forget how old. She was the oldest. But um, they didn't feel comfortable. They didn't feel safe because it was, he was still new. <laughs> so I wonder if maybe she looked like somebody that had abused him. It could have been. That's why she's like, I, you know, for his safety and ours, it's just, I want him yeah, to. Yeah, it's not a good match. Yeah. And then she got a, another dog now who was like the perfect match. She got a golden oh, good. Oh, yeah. They look sweet. Oh, man. They're so cute. Like they big are. teddy bears. Oh, they are. She's adorable. She's a doll. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I'm going the opposite way. <laughs> Quiet, calm, and at ease. Yeah. I want like a, I, I, I think for our, our lifestyle, you know, and you do have to think about that because you don't want to be aggravated and you don't want the dog not to get what it needs either. So for, for our lifestyle, I think a just chill, mellow, retired greyhound yeah. would be good. I mean, assuming it doesn't growl at us. <laughs> no, hopefully it won't. Maybe that was just her. Yeah, that, I think that's an odd, that's a definitely, I think, a unique situation because they're usually known to be super just chill. Yeah, he was so sweet. That's he sad. was very chill, but he just, because she was trying to get him upstairs and he just was like back in the corner. She's like, oh no, <laughs> this oh, is wow. not going to work. Yeah. You, you know, you don't want him to be, like, feel fearful. Like sure. That. Yeah. And them too. So yeah. Well, and I know with, with greyhounds, you do have to teach them stuff like that because they've been in crates their whole lives. Yeah, so they like, like, I've heard that they don't know how to, they don't know how to walk stairs. They don't know how to, um, most of them, like, they don't know how to just be a dog because yeah. they've been kept in crates. Like they go from the track to the crate. And so they need their crate even still because it's like their safety thing or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they get out of it. They, they grow out of it. But like, I've even heard stories about how they'll walk into like, glass doors because they're just they don't they've never been in a house they don't know how to act like a dog yeah you know they're just basically commodities you know like a racing horse it's just it's horrible what they do it's they, gross like, I know. yeah it makes me like physically sick to like yeah do that like it ugh. like i feel like if people knew the shit that goes into horse racing and dog racing nobody would support it no you know because they do awful. Like I, I knew this woman in Ohio that um, I can't think of what it's called, but they do the the racing with the carts. Um, oh yeah, with the jockey, but then they're they're in a cart. Yeah, it's almost like a chariot. Kind like. of, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And she said that her and her father used to do that when they were younger and people did awful things to those horses. Like they would take raw ginger and stick it, stick it up their butts to get them to run faster. And like Why? people would sabotage other people's horses. They would stick sponges up their nostrils oh. so they couldn't get enough oxygen. That is so funny. And that's just like random stories that she told me. God only knows what else. Seriously? And then I know with the greyhounds, and I'm sure this happens with horses, that if they're not useful, they used to just take them and shoot them. Ugh. You know, like I remember one story, this was back in the 90s I, when I first was aware of retired greyhounds. They uncovered like someplace in like Georgia or North Carolina or something like that where this, these people were dumping thousands of dead greyhounds in these piles like out in the woods. And like the estimation was that with retired racers, 20 to 40,000 greyhounds a year were euthanized just because they didn't run fast enough. That is, it's just... It's gotten better. People have cracked down on it more and a lot of tracks have been shut down and stuff now, thankfully. God. But um, it, so it's not quite as bad, but if that's going on with dogs, that's going on with horses too, no uh, doubt about it. Absolutely. It, it makes me sick to think that anyone would treat them like that. They're- I know. They're sweet. Just like, to make money. Yeah, they're sweet animals, and they have like they have feelings. Like you, like if you have animals, you like you have a connection with yep. them. You see their little personality and character. Absolutely. Yeah, they're little angels on earth. Like why would I you know? It's back to the whole like children thing. Yeah. Like they're oh. innocent and yeah. pure and don't deserve to be treated that way. Absolutely not. It's, it's gross. Great. People are awful. Why are we so awful? I don't know. It's like this world is just some really evil, sick people in it. It's yeah. Like, Garbage. Ugh. No. <laughs> That's a happy note. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's end this on a happy note. Okay. Tell me something. Tell me something fun. What are you doing this weekend? Or oh, gosh. let me guess. Let me guess. Stay in the house. Yes. <laughs> me too. Yes. I'm going to be home. I'm going to sleep in tomorrow. I'm so excited about that. That's my yes. happy place. <laughs> Go get you a black rock tomorrow. Go get that lavender oat milk uh, latte. Oh, I think I'm going to. That sounds delicious. That's my yeah. How about you? I might do that too. I will definitely get black rock in the morning. hundred percent. There's one like not even a quarter mile from my house. I can practically throw a rock at it from my neighborhood. So, um, Definitely, that's how we start our Monday or our Monday, our Saturday. <laughs> Besides that, whatever happens, like, will involve not a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds perfect to me. Yeah, you can see to be like relaxing in my eyes. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Hope you have a great weekend. And I hope you do to report back to me on that lavender. Um, I, I hope they have it. Oh, I hope so too. That sounds really good. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I think you're going to really like it. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> this has been a joy talking to you. Yeah, it's so good that I talk to you in person. I know. I loved every minute. We had so much I fun. I know. I know. I could keep talking, but you know. Here. We have to end at some point. Talk <laughs> <laughs> all night long. Oh, Five hour video later. I know, right? I think the longest one I did was almost four hours. Really? Yeah amazing i don't know if anybody gets even a quarter of the way through these i have no idea and i just i just uh took off all the comments and i took off all the likes because uh 
I'm like, you know what? One guy made a really rude comment on one video and I'm just like, why do I open myself up to this? I don't have to take that. So I took off the comments. And then the other day on one of my uh, videos, somebody thumbed it down and I'm like, what again, why do I? Cause then all I can think of is that one person that felt the need to give it a thumbs down. And I'm like, I don't need to know that. Exactly. And so I took that away too. My ego doesn't need like praise like that or to be made feel like to make me feel bad. So I just removed the possibility. Good for you. I agree. I hate, it's again, it's like, why does someone have to do that? Like if yeah. you don't like it, just stop watching. If that's not your why thing. Why are you watching it then? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is, you know, uh, yeah. I'm glad you did that. But, you yeah. know, it made me feel better. I'm like, I'm not going to. Yeah, if somebody wants to tell me something positive, they can message me directly. Huh, absolutely. And if they want to tell me something rude, I guess they can message message me directly too. But I'll just delete. Them fuck themselves. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much my my way. But um, <laughs> most be- and here's the thing: ninety eight percent of people are fantastic, but it's that two percent that you fixate on. So I'm just like, I don't even. The 98% of positivity isn't worth the 2% of negativity for me. So I'm just not letting them do that to me. Absolutely. That's the best way to go about it, I think. Because then you just keep that positivity. Yep. Not let that drag you down. Then I won't be thinking about it. I'll just be here talking to you, having fun, and not caring what anybody thinks about it. This is what we're about. We're having fun, having early conversations and topics. Yeah. It's the best All over the place. Yeah. I love it. I know, me too. Awesome. All right, Brittany. You go have a nice rest of your night. Enjoy that coffee in the morning. Thank you. You Report back on Monday. I sure will. I'm like, this is the best. (laughs) I hope so. I will. Cool. All right. It was lovely talking to you. You're too hard. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye.